0: how's it going it's episode seven of the gaming memories podcast where i kate call your host also known as roboclip the prophet seer and revelator bearer of good news of the gaming gospel Which essentially equates to me interviewing people you've most likely never heard of, but but are actually really interesting and really cool about their favorite gaming memories growing up. On this episode of the podcast, I have Adam Scott, or also known as Atamu, A-T-A-M-U. Not only does Adam travel the world filming and documenting, making awesome movies... He also is an accomplished artist selling some of the most unique and clever video game artwork online that you've ever seen. Adam and I had a great conversation. For those fellow JRPG enthusiasts out there, we spent some time arguing about the Final Fantasy franchise, which games we liked, which games we didn't. Newsflash, I'm right, Adam is wrong. We also talked about Adam's insane, I mean insane collection of video games and video game collectibles to top it off we had a story where an epic night of halo land party gaming was so rudely interrupted by a sneak attack from a skunk i had a great time talking to adam and i hope you guys enjoyed the show cheers All right, yeah, welcome right. to the podcast, Gaming Memories. I'll probably Thanks, record little intros to introduce the person. Dope. But uh, I'll do that later. Okay. This is Adam Scott. I've All known right. Adam for... Too long. It's too long. Shit, man. It's been a long time. 16 years? 16 years. Something like that? And we first became friends from making sandwiches, and then we got into games. Yes. Um, and you do... Tell people who you are, what you do and uh, just so they can find you online, if Instagram. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm a media manager, whatever, for a company, and I do video stuff for them, but I have an Etsy store that I do digital geek art and uh, film art and stuff. That's Atamu Media on Etsy. You can find me on Facebook, same name, A-T-A-M-U-M-E-D-I-A. And then my uh, portfolio with all the geek art stuff is AtamuMedia.com. So yeah, I do that kind of stuff. If you want... Some dope geeky decorations. Yeah.
0: Is it mainly decorations?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like geek art prints. So the okay. kind of stuff you'd find at like Comic Con and stuff like that. Like I did stuff for um, Uncharted, uh, Legend of Zelda, Pokemon, all sorts of different stuff. Just like different stuff that's like uh, geek inspired. So what's your most popular piece? Um, honestly, so I have an Uncharted dual exposure that that one is really popular. Each one of them, like I did every single game and they're all on one poster. And it's Nathan Drake and he's transposed with a dual exposure of. Of the environment that's kind of like the theme of each game yeah so you know like the third one you have the desert at the very end yes. So like his dual exposures—the desert and the first one—you have that jungle, the jungle and that kind of yeah. So I mean, I kind of mixed it up between them, but that's really popular. I have a Legend of Zelda Triforce poster, and I just took my three personal favorites. So I did Ocarina, Majora's Mask, and Twilight Princess actually, and that one like that one's kind of hit or miss because everyone has their own favorite Legend of Zelda. Yes, but that one's really popular too. And then I have a Sherlock poster that's really popular too from the BBC show.
0: How does the is it as fan art parody like how does the legal stuff work doing art like that?
1: Oh, it's it's a gray area at okay. the best. Like that that's the thing is that it's this weird thing where it's copyright and you got to be careful how you do it and it has to be something that you know you're gonna not like take an exact photo of Nathan Drake that they used for, you know, art or whatever. Pit, yeah. yeah, but, like, you know, I don't I don't even trace. I do my own hand drawing and stuff like that, and then I don't like to have, like, literally, here's his face. There it is. I like to have it a little more interpretive. You know, so for the Legend of Zelda one, I built, a, it doesn't look like the Triforce exactly. It's more of a rounded version. It has, like, more of a diamond rupee shape, kind of uh, like, kind of a hard edges you would see on that, but it's got a little bit of different variation, and then each of the other symbols that I have on there like i have an ocarina it's not the same exact ocarina like it's kind of a general ocarina shape yeah and that kind of stuff so i'm like it's kind of like I, I, you got to play with it a you little bit. you change
0: it enough it yeah. kind of makes
1: you safe yeah and even then it's not technically safe not like no fan art really is safe because it's all it's all copyright right but what it is is that it if you see a company say a company like nintendo goes hey we're gonna get rid of all fan art that's just gonna piss off all the fans and so that's true. And so that's what it is. It's like it's like do you do you go after the little guy who's doing something here on the side that you see at the conventions all the time, and then just piss off the general population that you're always trying to market to, or do you let it slide and be like this is another way that we're getting promoted? It's free promotion in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's why like you very rarely see anybody actually go after you know an I've artist. I've wondered that
0: about like all the geek T-shirt shops that are selling T-shirts. Yeah, I'm dude. like how
1: are they not getting? Re- Cease and desists. I I don't know. Honestly, what's weird to me is you like some of them are actually licensed, right? And, and yeah. they're like they license the actual like characters or whatever, and those ones are clean and clear, you know, because they they have to get everything approved through the original you know, owners and stuff like that. But then there are people that just straight up just rip shit off. They just pull it off of the internet and then just put it on the TV. Sl- yeah, slap yeah. it on something, you know. And that's when it's like that's kind of sketchy. I think you know. So I don't know. It's kind of crazy how that works and how it it really doesn't work. Honestly, <laughs> it's kind of messed up that way. If you made. Do you think they just sort of watch for people who make a lot of money? Like, if all of a sudden you sold a million of those uncharted posters, then would oh, be yeah. a problem? Yeah, as soon as as soon as they start taking notice, there was actually a guy who did all sorts of fan art, but his stuff was primarily um, Marvel and Deadpool stuff, right? And he actually came on to, uh, I think it was San Diego Comic-Con, and he had his own panel. And they were like, well, what about copyright and stuff? He's like, no, they, they got me. He's like, but what, what they did is instead of them going, hey, stop doing this art. We're going to sue you and shit. They went, hey, stop using our intellectual property this way, and we'll hire you. So instead, uh... they're like, this is kind of a nice way of going, stop doing that shit on the side. We'll give you a legit... You know, way to do it. And they handled that well. But I even know artists, you know, local artists of Utah that they were doing stuff. um, Bethesda, they do not like anyone messing with their Mm. stuff. Uh, There was a girl that I knew that she was doing just uh, stickers of just her interpretation of the fallout boy or the fallout guy and different, different variations. And she got pegged with a cease and desist. Like most of the time, as soon as you get a cease and desist, you're like, okay, game's over. I'm not going to mess with that company anymore, you know, but with just the weird market in like conventions and stuff where you can go in and people can pay all cash and stuff, it's hard to control Mm -hmm. that anyway. So it just, it does make
0: sense that you wouldn't want to police it too Mm -hmm. hard Because those are the people that are going to buy your game yeah, and their fans are going to buy your game. And like if I was – say let's say you got sued for some stupid amount of money for Uncharted. I'm your friend. I like Uncharted but that might make me think twice about buying Uncharted. Yeah. Be like, oh, these guys are –
1: kind of Nazis yeah, yeah. about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, also, you look at like their pages, like their Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. A lot of them have Fan Art Fridays or whatever. Where, where they, they feature it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, you're willing to use it for your own promotion, but as soon as somebody goes, hey, I made this, I drew this, it's not like they're getting, like, it's not like the artist who did that, that they're using on their Fan Art Friday is going to get a cut of anything. You know, yeah. it's like, cool, you got free promo. It's like, yeah, but you used my art, even though I used your intellectual property. So it's kind of this weird area. Weird, well, yeah, yeah, it's this weird balance. And I haven't had any issues yet. Knock on whatever wood is around. like, But I hope not. I mean, because I like doing it. It's cool. And honestly, it, is, like, you, it just builds on that community, I think. Because the people who are coming and buying anything from me, it's not anything that they were ever going to create. Like, you're not going to see that, can, that exact same kind of thing from them. Yeah, you know,
0: you'll never see them take the artistic liberties that someone like you would for their property. Yeah, so it's the only place you can get that sort of. It's almost like it sounds like a lot of that I see is uh, people will remix or they'll mash two genres together or two properties together. That way, nobody can see you. That way, nobody can see you. They'll do like I saw one recently that he did a Mega Man, but it was like the Xenomorph from Alien. Yeah, I'm like that's genius. Yeah, because now it's this weird middle ground of two things. Put yeah. together, and it's all his own modeling. Yeah,
1: yeah, and you see that a lot because I mean, the other safe, the the, the like 100 percent safe is either for educational purposes or for parody, and so you'll see a lot that are like a joke base. As long as it's not in like a a defamation style kind of yes. parody, then most the times it's like we can't touch that because it's a joke on our intellectual property, but it's kind of a safe one, you know. So that, that's kind of like the safe area. But then when you see a dual mashup from two different companies, because Nintendo is actually pretty sue-happy if you're going to build like a remake of their game. I using was going to say, yeah, yeah. they
0: are big on any sort of fan projects for games. Yeah. They don't like They'll that. They'll
1: shut them down fast, right? But when it comes to art and stuff, they're pretty lenient but if you want to be really safe it would be like hey here's a character from Nintendo playing with a character from PlayStation playing with a character from Xbox and then yeah. there's like like nobody can nobody can hit you cuz they're all in there yeah. you know so it's a little bit more variety that way did you play the
0: samus or the metroid 2 remake no i've heard it's dope it's awesome so yeah. what happened is it came out on like github or something and kotaku posted about it i figured it was going to get cease and desist so i downloaded it really quick yeah i have it, i can give it to you and then like a week or maybe a month later the the nintendo is i think it's a ds mm-hmm. the 3d which was also a remake of the game boy so that one i kind of makes sense they're like they oh have in the we have our own remake yeah, coming yeah. out and you guys just launched this fan remake That one didn't bother me too much, but I did get it, and it plays just like the Super Nintendo,
1: but it's the
0: Game Boy one. It's
1: awesome. Yeah, and I mean you see other – like especially in the PC world, you see that people will do mods. They'll do their own texture packs and that kind of stuff, and so it's this weird area where it's like how much do you want to regulate and how much do you not want to regulate because, I mean, if you look at like Skyrim – How many different mods have you seen for that? And, I mean, technically, you're you're tinkering with kind of the root of the game. You're tinkering with how it's going to be interpreted. But that's also a huge community base for them. Massive. Yeah, so you don't want to fuck with it too much.
0: And the question is, like, now you brought up Skyrim, there's, like, mods where they bring in other intellectual property into the world of Skyrim. And I wonder if Bethesda Is that a gray area where they could get in trouble because some user brought in like Macho Man Randy Savage was one of the dragons. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I'm sure his image, WWE or WCW owns his branding or they'll bring in – they'll swap out the main character for someone from Final Fantasy or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: But that doesn't really get policed. I've never heard – I think that maybe because they're bringing in, a, a, like, a, a user is bringing it into that world, yeah. maybe that's why they circumvent that, or they just don't touch it. Because it's like, if they brought in Macho Man Randy Savage, may he rest in peace, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> then that would be different. You know, but, like, like I feel like that's where that gray area is. But once again, like, if if that didn't have that modding community, I don't think Skyrim would have had nearly the following. Because, I mean, dude, it's like, it's a... It's a true. Uh, that's told, a huge part
0: of why. I can't, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a classic already. And it's only been out for what, a decade, maybe a little, a little bit longer than that. I mean, come on, that's crazy. And aside from Resident Evil 4, maybe the most ported game of all time. Oh, my God, it's probably even more ported. Resident, Evil, more Resident Evil 4 wasn't on the Alexa. So you remember they, they did that as a joke, but that was serious. You could play it through Alexa, right? Skyrim Skyrim. Yeah, man, I did not up. know that. Look that shit up. Your listeners will probably call me out, but I think that's true. Like they were, it was a joke, but not a joke. Do you like voice control the games? Yes. Yeah, man. Like they, the, and then there was a guy who was doing a mod where it was all like the classic type, you know, like the type. Choose text-based, your own yeah. yeah. Text-based, crazy. Like, and there's just such a huge following for that game. I mean, it's kind of its own entity now in in that entire series. It's a, it stands on its own.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Have you seen um, on YouTube? There's a user. I'm probably going to butcher. I'm sorry if you ever come across this podcast. It's called a Crazin X, and he's doing an Unreal Four remake
1: of Ocarina of Time. Oh my goodness! I, haven't, done... I haven't heard of him, but okay. I love when people do the Unreal Engine remakes of like classic games. It's awesome seeing just how they can go with that. He's
0: almost he's remade the entire intro, Hyrule Field, the first dungeon, the Hyrule Castle. Up like the little Pona stall with a desert, whatever they're called, the desert people, yeah, Garuda yeah. or something. I can't remember what they're yeah, called. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah.
1: He's done a lot of the game. And he's actually doing the entire game. He's not doing like a tech demo version of no, what it might look like. No, he's doing the entire game. Holy he's shit. been working on it
0: for like three years, and he keeps releasing new downloads where he can play more. I've been downloading and playing
1: it, and we were talking about Nintendo being so happy I don't know how he hasn't been sued yet. I don't know if it's just because it's – I mean, he's got a – be have some sort of following on it but maybe he's just maybe he's gotten lucky that's crazy that he's gotten that far without without really far
0: i should uh yeah i should send you some links it is it's amazing he's it's one man team it's it it's like it's the offering of time remake we've always wanted yeah i mean it's a little clunky but i've downloaded a few playable demos i did the whole deco tree um dungeon all Mm -hmm. the way through i didn't run into any bugs Wow, it
1: was, it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, the game itself originally was clunky. What I wonder when it comes to remasters and remakes and stuff is, like, honestly, if you're gonna redo Ocar- uh, like Ocarina or Majora's Mask or whatever. Isn't the clunkiness of the controls and mechanics part of that? Yeah. And, but that's the thing, is that if you're doing it for a new generation or you're remastering it with updated controls, it would make sense to make things more fluid. But then it's like you got the people that are like the the hold to the nostalgia yes. 100%, true believer, classic ones. And then you got the people that are like, no, take that and rebuild it. You know, like the Resident Evil 2 remake. Did you like it? Dude, I loved it. It's good. It was fucking amazing. So good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and like, But that's the thing. It felt the same. As when I first played I first played it when I was ten. And like I was playing it alone with my buddy and it was terrifying. And like if I played the exact same tank controls on it and it, it had, would not be fun. It wouldn't be fun. Yeah. It wouldn't be fun. I'm glad that they remade it, not just like remastered they it. They remade it, but and they updated
0: everything, but they somehow captured the original feeling of vulnerability. Yes. And terror. Yes. And when I so I loved I should say I loved the game. But I started to not like it once the the guy with the hat that stalks you everywhere, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. his name Mr. is, Mr. X. Mister, once Mr. X came into the picture, then every time I played, I'm like, this is
1: just an anxiety attack. Oh, dude, I well just, that's the way it was in the first th- game, though. But <laughs> yeah. well, that's the thing that that guy's a fucker. Yeah, dude, every single time, every single time, whenever I was playing that game, I I don't like games where there's that constant undying. Like, battle yeah. character that you can't fight, you just have to run from. I hate that kind of shit, but for some reason in Resident Evil 2, it worked for me because I think it's because I was familiar enough with the game, the original, I mean, like, I was like, okay, I know how to escape. Yeah. But going back to it this time, and they redid some of the areas, redid some of the maps, dude, it, the very first like three hours of me playing that, I was like, Oh my god! And I could I had to take breaks. Like I had to literally be like, I'm only going to play this for an hour today yes. because I'm I, I just don't have the mental energy to have this asshole running after me all the time, you know. But I mean, I think it was a really good mechanic that they updated because you know, being able to hide, you can hear him walk away, stuff like that, definitely helped compared to the original, at least, you know. So I I loved it. That was a really really good remake. It's a really good remake. Yeah. And I hope they do. Uh, I hope they do three. I
0: mean, I don't don't think they'll do one because they already they've already done the GameCube remake, which then they ported. Solid.
1: That was was a a solid one too, especially for the time. Yes, because that was the first game that finally showed that the GameCube was a solid machine. It was too little, too late, but damn, that game was smooth. And then they had Zero that kind of accompanied it. Yeah, you know. So I think that if they do three, they already talked about it. They already talked. I've about, heard
0: rumors. Yeah, because
1: yeah, like, they already have so many of the assets that they kind of tie in already. They only have to do so much development on the rest of it. I mean, you have the Raccoon City City parts that weren't quite the same, but yeah. they're like, we already have a lot of that built out. I feel like it would be sad if they didn't, because that would be an easy cash grab that if they do it like two, it would be money.
0: It would be. Yeah. Dang. So that kind of kind of gives me an idea of what you grew up. It sounds like you did PS1. You were born in 85. Yeah. 85. What is the very first video game you ever saw?
1: Very first video game I ever saw. Here's the thing. We had an Atari. <laughs> You're the second person that I we never saw Atari. Atari.
0: You're the second we one to played it had an Atari.
1: And I don't remember the game. I remember having that joystick, and that joystick just being absolute just garbage. I hated that controller. And literally about a year later, we got a Nintendo. So I did play Atari. I'm pretty sure I played Space Invaders. And there was some other game that was ski-related. That's all I remember. But not a big memory. Just not kind a big of... memory. My biggest memory was straight up, we had the Duck Hunt Mario combo. Yes. And here's the thing. That was like the first memory, but if it was the biggest memory with NES, it's Super Mario Brothers 3. That was because I got it for my fifth birthday, and I played the shit out of that. Like, I played it through, and I beat it level by level rather than doing the two-flute cheat. Yeah, you the two-flute. Yeah. Two-flute cheat. Everybody knows the two-flute cheat. Everybody knows that cheat. I learned that. After, After I beat it. Yeah. I was like – little me was super pissed off. So that's interesting. You, I, I got an NES. I think
0: it had been out for a year or two for Christmas. I did get the duck hunt thing. Mm-hmm. I do remember Mario. But you're the first – and most people bring up Mario 1 you're the first person to bring up Mario 3
1: as the main one. That was the main one for me. And it's because like, it it was back in the day of of comic, like actual old school comic books with Nintendo's promos in it. And I remember seeing Mario 3. He had the Tanuki tail and everything. And even though we had the other games, I didn't actually play it that much. I didn't play the Nintendo much until I saw Mario 3. Oh, so you had it, but didn't really catch your interest. Dude, uh, no joke, I didn't become like a hardcore gamer probably until the SNES age. Okay. Like, but I, so so there were there were probably three games. Yeah, I can probably before down f- you became all yeah, in. There were three hardcore games that I played. It was Contra, Super Mario Brothers three, and River City Ransom. You are the first person to bring up River City Ransom. That game was fucking amazing. That game was awesome. Oh, my God. Give me, what's your
0: favorite memory of that game that you can remember?
1: Okay, so we used to li- – like. do you remember the cheat codes on River City Ransom? No, I don't. Okay, so w- you could actually like save your progress and you could input it back in. But there wasn't actually a save state in the game. It was like game. a code or it something? It was a code. Yeah. But it wasn't like a regular like like simple five-digit code or shit. Dude, because literally, since so many different stats could be changed, it was like a 30-character – uppercase, lowercase, special character, digit, and you had to write them down perfectly, but then you would save all your stats. You would save your name, you would save, you know, like your strength, your stamina, all that shit, right? So I had a notepad,
0: full of these different ones. <laughs> all now, your save states. Yeah, and I'd yeah. have like
1: three stars next to one like this is the best one and i like one that circled with crossed out like this one's not good anymore and me and my sister and my brother like everybody were different varying gamer levels in my family but everybody played River City Ransom. It was weird. That was like the unifying game of all of them because we all played Contra we all played the others but that one it was like what are we going to do today? What are we going to do today? What game are we going to play? It was always River City Ransom. That game and also did the text at the bottom. Did you ever play it? Like uh, I played it, but not. I'm getting well, the problem is I'm getting. I know it's a beat 'em up like Double Dragon. Yes, it's a up. But beat-em-up. I'm getting it confused with the bad dudes. So, so uh, River City Ransom, they had all the really square, blocky characters that were like one block or two block tall. Uh, yeah, and they they looked all super awkward. You had different gang factions. You had the frat guys, the squids, the mob, uh, all these <laughs> different. Like, yeah, dude, that but sounds when, cool. Yeah, it was cool. But at the bottom, you had this running bar a black bar where you would have text pop up when you talk to people, right? But then also when you beat the shit out of somebody, um, they would have a dying line. And sometimes Uh... it was like, uh, no way. But then, like, they would have barf. And they would be (laughs) like, you got me again. And it was just the weirdest, like, and just, like, five-year-old, six-year-old me fucking loved it. It was the bomb, you know? And you got to carry weapons, and you got to, like boost these stats and we learned all the secrets of it and it was just one of those weird games that back before the internet you learned by just playing through it over and yes. over and over Trial and error. yeah for real it was dope though
0: yeah i had a few other guests bring up the the code the save state for codes quite a few games use those and they would have some of the booklets would have pages in the back yes. for four codes yes but the problem is you'd run out really there was not enough space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also you had a bunch of shitty kids that would just like not save the booklets and that, that you'd lose them really fast. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's weird that back in the day they would tell you to look at the booklet and you'd – and I kind of miss that. You know, because that's part of like – part of – I remember the experience yeah. growing up. I would read the book –
0: Anytime if I got a new game, I wouldn't put it in until I you'd read the book. You do it first. Yes. Yeah.
1: You would you flip through it. You'd be like, "Oh, these are the characters. Here's this the, is the root story, story, story background." Line. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, that's cuz during the 8-bit and 16-bit era, like you didn't have a whole lot to work with None. story-wise. So they're like, "Here's the story of this game." Like there was uh Life Force. Do you remember Life Force? It was like Life Force. It was an airplane shooter one. Not a side-scroller, but it was <gasps> a top-down, and then it had a side-scroller.
0: That's the one I was trying ta- to – so I was bringing it up. on my like, with a past uh, past guest, what's the one that was the airplane shooter with two different
1: views? Yeah. It was Life Force. Life Force. And you, like, you'd like yes! you go through the rib cage of the monster yes! going up, and then you'd have it up and down on a couple of them. Dude, that game was bomb. No storyline didn't know what was going on no. unless you had the booklet. Unless you had the booklet. Because if you didn't have that, you're like, oh, this world looks kind of metal. Oh, you're <laughs> flying through a creature. You had no, no concept of what was going on yeah. without that. So me, I'm yeah, so dude.
0: glad you remembered that.
1: Oh my god, dude, that game was good too. Because I was getting it
0: mixed up with Master Blaster, which you'd have you had the tank, the tank, and, and then you the would top hop down out. view. Yeah,
1: and you'd hop out and you'd die instantly if you touch. I, yeah, I actually hated Master Blaster. This is a hard game. Yeah, and here's I the thing. never
0: even got close to beating it. Oh
1: my god, like I loved being in the tank, but anytime I had to get out of the tank and you were like the little the little tiny- guy. I hated it, but then when you'd go into the areas where you were the big guy and you had the different blaster types, yeah, that was okay because that was kind of like the yeah, overhead. But in between getting out of the tank, you'd had to walk to the oh door. Oh my god! I didn't you... know that you had to fucking park close. So I was like, <laughs> I was up here and I was like terraining down on my own, and you jump too far, you would die or whatever, and you would get like eaten by anything. It was just fucking annoying, and I was just bad at those kind of games at that time, you know. Now here, here's the thing, so. Like you've already done with your other guests, but what was your like your Nintendo experience? What was your game on that? For Nintendo. Man.
0: Yeah. Well, normally you don't talk about me, but Oh goodness. Um Am I that let's first see. guy Nintendo. Okay. Mario I remember Mario and Zelda, obviously. Yeah. Zelda, I remember breaking me, just not I would I could get to the first dungeon but I didn't know what to do after that. I didn't know, like, okay, now I got a boomerang and I got a piece of, like, a life – or the Triforce. Where do I go? I vaguely remember getting the sword upgrade from the horse guy by the lake. You get, like, a brown sword. Yeah. I think it's the second sword. There's four in the game. Never came close to beating it. Okay. But I did Mario 3. Really what I – I remember Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck? Darkwing Duck because the cartoon was on. Okay. And I I remember going to Blockbuster, which – that's a magical time, too, is – I love Steam. My Steam library is so god awfully huge. It's yeah, yeah. amazing. But sometimes I miss the days of the limitation. You get to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or Games Crazy, whatever, and there's What only, was there? There's was what's there. Sometimes yeah. the game you want's gone. Then you had this like ritual of going through reading the back of all the games, mm-hmm. trying to decide your mom's like, I'm only gonna let you rent one game this month. Yeah, yeah. You can't fuck it up. So you yeah. had to make the right choice. It was the worst when you didn't yeah. get it right. And I got Darkwing Duck, and it was dope. And I'm like, okay. That was good. That was a good choice.
1: Yeah. There's something that's missing in this day and age about that rental experience. What's weird is up where I live, there's still a video rental store. How is it still in business? It's called Top Hat, and no joke, their business has never been better. Because they're the only rental place. They do the same thing that you ah, use to your old... sense, I like, guess. Yeah. Dude, you walk in, it's got that video rental store smell. You know what I mean? The like, smell. Yeah, yeah. You walk in, and they have candy up by the register. They do like three-day, five-day rentals. They do game rentals. And I walked in, and I was like what? That's crazy. And I'm like, this isn't ever going to do. My wife and my daughter love going there. I go there and I'm like, I don't know about this. But then they're like, hey, it's $1 Blue Air Rentals and you can get the entire Game of Thrones season. So you buy it for, for seven bucks for a week. I'm like, cool. I can like burn a binge. through. a Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's cheaper than if I were to do it on Amazon. It was cheaper than if you get a HBO subscription yeah, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, shit, they kind of got something. That's actually a good point. But I, I asked them, like, how is it? And they're like, no, actually, we've been doing better since the streaming service got rid of Blockbuster and our our competition. Because people still miss that element, though. Yes. So I can totally see that. Dang. That, I wish we had one down here. I'm not going to lie. It's dope. It's kind of cool having it right there. I would love to take my kid and sort of recreate that. Yeah experience it's, it's going to be a lost thing like i mean if that ever goes out like by me like everywhere else it's just going to be a thing that you're going to say back in my day yeah we had to go do this and i i loved like hollywood video was just down the street from my house all through like junior high and high school and that was my go-to place yes, for gaming and movies too. yeah go to you live by me Was was the yeah, hollywood yeah.
0: video on 1600 yeah, yeah yeah that's the one yeah man and it had
1: games crazy oh my god next to it that game yeah. crazy was was home for me I used to do tournaments up there and all that shit, and that's the thing. Like, also, that was part of a community that people would be yep. that they'd go to. Like, I would run into people that I knew at the games or at, the, at yeah. the video side or whatever. So that part's lost too. Like in this day and age, with everything being accessible by the internet, there is that disconnect that you're going to have. Like we used to play Halo all the time, all the time, all the time, and there is a different experience from playing online versus land party. Yeah. There's a huge difference. I mean, and that's always going to happen because I remember we were up three, four in the morning, still playing, and there was a different type of camaraderie. We had the same people playing Halo Three, but we were all in different areas and shit. And it's it wasn't like, the same. It's not the same. It's, it's not, not the same. same. It's a bummer. It's still
0: good. It's just not the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's good that you can because when when uh, Halo Three or Halo Reach came out, my best friend had moved to Boston. And so we used to game all the time. We used to have at least once a week we would game. It was Big Nick. You remember Big Big, Nick? I remember Big Nick. Yeah, yeah. And so, but he left. And I'm like, oh, shit. But then that's when Xbox was really locked in, really done on the 360. And we'd play. We were able to watch movies together still because they had that stupid Xbox theater on Netflix. I didn't even know that. You could invite. Your avatars to watch the movie, and it was an overlay for Netflix. You would watch Netflix, but there was a little movie row in the front that you and your avatar would sit at. And, and you guys you'd could voice chat while you watch the movie. Voice chat and That's watch. Badass. And you had these stupid little emotes that you could get your character to do, like he would turn around and look at you guys, or he would like yeah. clap, or he'd w- stand up and stretch. And it was stupid, but it was like I'm almost there with him, and that made a huge difference until he moved back. You know, so I mean, I could see that being yeah. almost like a more modern
0: cherished memory like do I remember yeah. my friend just left but we stayed connected yeah. through Xbox
1: that's yeah man that's pretty cool that was literally, like literally we still game cuz now he's in Vegas but that's how we catch up. I don't talk to him on the phone. We'll message on phones or whatever, like, you know, just texting back and forth. But our real catch up is like when we get on, we're playing Xbox Live, we're in a private chat, it's like, hey man, so what's been going on? Yeah. And we just we, we shoot the ship for about an hour and a half or so before we go to a group chat, like a team chat or something. Mm. Just so we can catch up with each other. So I mean it's the same kind of vibe or it's as close as we can simulate, but I still miss that land party. You miss man. the land party. Yeah, yeah.
0: But it sounds like you had that same you liked the, what's the word, community experience because River City Ransom sounded like your whole family would get together yeah, and you guys yeah. would play games together. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, sure, it was two-player, but it was also fun to watch. And yeah. so it was like me, my sister, my brother primarily. Like, And it was just if we were going to play a game together. Also, you weren't playing against each other. Realistically I was better than my sister. And me and my brother <laughs> you were, sexist we're close. Kind of, you sexist pig. You're saying
0: women can't play games?
1: No, I'm saying that she was way smarter at school and she had <laughs> priorities I didn't. Like I was just burning through that game almost every day. Yeah. But I mean, so she didn't want to play against me in anything. So if it was a it was a co-op game, you're fighting against a, a separate adversary, which I still enjoy more than, than straight-up team deathmatch or shooter yeah. games. I like playing through, like, Borderlands and stuff because it's like, yes. cool, we're going for a mutual goal, we're fighting against something else, because it gets boring if it's unbalanced. Mm-hmm. If they're, Like, even if I'm doing better, it's still boring if it's unbalanced. If there's not a challenge for me or if I'm getting my ass handed to me, it's not fun either. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's why that one was so so popular. Same thing with Contra. You know, cause we, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was something that you could play together, but it wasn't against each other. Favorite gun in Contra? Favorite gun? Dude, Spread. Spread, Spread. of course. Everybody says Spread. Come on.
0: I just wanted to make sure you're
1: legit Contra players. Here's the thing. (laughs) I wanted Laser to be good. It was cooler looking. It was cooler looking. Yes, but but it sucked. It's like, look at that high impact and that slow shot, and it's only that one spot that you're going to hit. That was balls. Spread was like... It's like the bumpers in bowling. Yes. Like you can just shoot and you're going to hit something, you know? So for any kid, and it's not even spread, a shotgun, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, But like everyone's like, it's spread. It's, it's spread. spread. Everyone it calls spread. it spread. Every time it's I've spread. asked someone, I've had like
0: three or four guests bring it up. Yeah. And I said, what's your favorite gun? Everybody, spread. Here's the thing. What's the worst one? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not your, it's not your default gun. No, no. It's not your it's default a, gun. There is a gun that I remember I would never get if I saw
1: it. What was it? I'll bet you I can tell you what it was. What was it? Fire. The one that did the circle like that? Was it that one? Because that, no. that one was ass unless you were trying to shoot something above you or below you, and you didn't want to be in the trajectory of that bullet. Yeah, so I remember using the fire. There's
0: like There's early... There's rapid
1: fire, which was the same bullet that you start with, but it's just you can go as Faster. fast as you're going. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I used the fire one because on the second level or third... You climb up
1: the waterfall. And then you shoot the creature with the yes, fire. I remember That's using the – like, yeah. There's only a few good ones. But then – so you had rapid fire. You had fire, laser, spread, machine gun, which was the same bullet as spread, but it was just you held down the button and you ran with it, which was still effective. But then was there any others? I, your memory way, way better it. than mine. I think dude. That- I have a stupid memory when it comes to stuff like this. <laughs> like I won't remember my college classes, but I'll remember this kind of shit forever. That's good. So you
0: went from th- really only three big games on NES, no Genesis. You guys went straight to SNES.
1: So, so we didn't have a Genesis. I used to rent the Genesis at like the Blockbuster. So I did Sweet. play them in there.
0: I had a yeah. see. I it was the opposite. I played SNES like retroactively. Okay, when PS One came out, I was into RPGs. And so I went back and got a SNES. It was cheap then and playthrough. Sure. through. But I was a Genesis kid growing up. So I okay. want to know, what do you remember from running the Genesis? What games? Dude, I got a, I got a great list. Okay. Immortal Champions.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I remember the... Yeah, man. I had a... I don't think it was called EGM, but whatever magazine I had back then, Immortal Champions had the dopest
1: artwork. Oh, my God. The dopest artwork. And it was like... I don't know if Mortal Kombat had come out yet, but it was like, they had brutal finishers in that one, too. But you had, uh, like, Larson was, like, the detective guy. He'd shoot his grappling hook, and he'd swing across and yes. shit. Do you yeah. remember? He's so good. Dude, I told you, man. I, I, yeah, Who's like,
0: the guy? There's a guy, the Axe, that I played with. Oh, shit. I don't remember. What's his name? He was my main.
1: Yeah, my main was Jax. The Jax, he was a cyborg kickboxer, and he would shoot his knee across. Yes. Like, yeah, Yeah, man. But, I, like, I just remember there was a, a mage guy. And you remember they had the taunts? And the mage guy, he would call you a simpleton. He would go, like, simpleton. And, like, it would apparently affect you. And I'm like, my brother used to do it to me just to piss me off. (laughs) Like, I didn't even know if it was doing anything to me, but, like, stop calling me stupid. And he was like, that's what it means. I'm like, well, that's ass. But I remember that. Yeah, man. So, Immortal Champions. um, X-Men, Children of the Atom. Is that the one on Sega?
0: There is one on Sega that I played. It's side-scroller, and you Mm -hmm. can pick between characters. Oh,
1: no, no. So, that's the first X-Men, and that was shit. Whatever. There's there's
0: two of them. That game, well, for me, that's all I had. Are you talking about the one
1: where it just had the icons and you chose between Cyclops, Wolverine, Gambit, or Nightcrawler? Yes. That one's shit. That's the one I played. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, you played the bad one. Okay. Because if you played the other one, you'd be like, oh, my God, why did I miss this one? And I believe it's called Children of the Adamant. And you can be uh, Beast. You can be Psylocke. You can be mm. uh, Wolverine and do the gameplay. They like pretty much ironed out all the gameplay because in the first one, you played in the Savage Land, right? You fought in the Savage Land. You I remember
0: know. it ended on Magneto's
1: base on the moon. Uh, Asteroid M. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> man. Jesus, your memory. It's <laughs> totally, so <man>. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That that was awesome. But remember you had the the guy who was flying around with a gun and it was super cheap and bullshit. I cheesed my way through that game
0: because Nightcrawler's ability was to transport. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I would... Basically, like, not find keys. I would just, like, trans- <laughs> you'd, teleport you'd just... through walls. Oh, and I just nice. And fi- I figured out a way. I'm like, instead of learning how to play this game, I'm just going to figure out how to abuse Nightcrawler's power. Fair. I never beat it, but I did make it to the moon base, and I couldn't beat the moon base. I
1: could never beat the moon base. I-, I got the same place you did pretty much probably. And, dude, but that game was hard as shit. It was so hard. Yeah. And the other one, what's weird about the other one is that you turned it on, and there was, like, no intro. Like, there's no, like, title screen that you'd see on a regular Sega. You just, Mm. like, literally you started, and depending on what direction you were pushing, I think, on the directional pad, it would start you with a specific character. So if you were pushing up, it would start you with Psylocke. And just out of nowhere, you'd see Psylocke drop Drop. into this snowstorm. And you were like, what? Like, there was no intro, no nothing. You knew that it was X-Men because of the cartridge cover. Yeah. And then you'd beat the first level, and then it would intro.
0: Oh, it was like a movie, man. That's kind of badass. It was cool, but it yeah. was weird
1: because you're expecting a, you're expecting a Sega, you're expecting um, a title screen, you're ex- you're expecting a start, push start. None of that shit. It just drops you in. It was weird. So yeah, so that X Men, uh, Immortal Champions. Um, I don't know. I think I'll I'll leave it at that. If I remember one, I'll bark it out. Did at you, you
0: ever? So no one's. No, I haven't interviewed anyone so far that's been into Genesis. Mm-hmm. There was a game I, I should look it up. You played as cyborgs, and you could build your own. Like you could swap the arms and the legs out for different type of legs. Was it Mech Warrior? No, it wasn't Mech Warrior. It was like cy. I think it was called Cyborg Justice. Man, I played a lot of it, but because I played Mech Warrior on the SNES, no, it wasn't was... Mech Warrior. Nah. Dang it. Uh, uh, what on I we could talk about I could talk about Sega. We we'll try to think of some big games that I like that maybe you ran across. Did you play Vector Man?
1: Oh, dude, Vector Man! Do you remember the promo for Vector Man? Oh, yes. Where, like the first person because it was it? the Donkey Kong Country Killer. Yeah, used the same graphic Which style. Totally didn't happen. Totally that's did okay. not happen. That's okay. They tried. <laughs> yeah, it was a solid. It was a solid try. You know, but no, that game was actually really. That fun, game was though. badass. Um, obviously, here's the thing. Did you like the Sonic games? Yeah. I never got into them. Do you know why? Because when you get injured and you lose all the rings, yes, I get that that was like your health also. But I was pissed off that I'm like, fuck! I just barely collected all these. I'm not getting them back. They're disappearing. They're gone. I don't get some of them back. Yeah, you get, but I just I could never get past that in my brain. It just bothered you. Yeah, Yeah, it just and also the movement of it. I'm like, I want to see all the level. I don't want to see this fast move. I'm like, I feel like yeah. I might have missed something, so I just could never get into them. I don't. I've tried to retroactively go, retroactively go back and play Sonic, and
0: I don't like it. Yeah, but as a kid, again, options were limited. So really, the only one I beat, I only beat one of them. That was Sonic Two, and I, I remember being blown away about the 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 secret to turn into Golden Sonic. There was a secret to turn into gold, and in you Sonic? become like Superman. He turns into gold, and he can fly and kill everything. What? Yeah, that I remember blowing my mind. It was the—that's f- my first memory of a secret in a game. Okay, like where so I'm like, oh, there's there's like secrets that you can get, okay. and I didn't figure it out on my own.
1: I got it from a magazine. Well, that's how everybody got them. Yeah, <laughs> it was either that or the secret, or like a just a word of or mouth, someone. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it was just a legend told, and then you try it, and you're like, son of a bitch, it actually worked. Like, that. that's how everybody got their information. Keep talking. I got another guest coming. Oh, here he is. Okay. No, he's yeah. not here yet. He just wants my address. So, with... So, after... Go ahead. Then you went to SNES? So, then... So, I went to... Yeah, I went to SNES, and I had, of all things, Final Fantasy II, which is Final Fantasy IV... Okay, that's actually the very first introduction for me into RPGs was Final Fantasy Two.
0: And did you were you a gamer at this point? Or? Yeah, yeah I was RD locked in, in by that. I was locked in. Yeah,
1: so I had that Super Double Dragon. Um, obviously, Super Mario World. I didn't actually play the uh, Legend of Zelda on that one. What was it called? Interesting. Uh, Link never to the played, Past. I never played Link to the Past. Like everyone told me I should, but that really I never. I just skipped past it. I don't know. Mm. And I played Mortal Kombat Two and Three, NBA Tournament, TE. Cause our NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Yeah. That one you had to go and Street Fighter 2 for sure. Those are big ones. The interesting thing about Mortal Kombat, I've mentioned this on a past
0: episode, is I was like getting shit for being a Genesis kid. Yeah. I think the SNES is better now in retrospect. but And I kind of knew it as a kid, but I had saved all my money and got a Genesis. Sure. And one of the things I could say is, yeah, well, my motherfucking Mortal Kombat has had blood. blood. And you bitches got
1: this watered down shit. Yeah and that still happened like in the other generations future like you'd see stuff that was regulated one way or yeah. another but yeah man that was like the big one back in the day that was a big one back yeah. in the day but here's the thing sega i think took more risks and had more unique titles cuz that's just how all other companies are than nintendo nintendo knows their hits they're going to play those hits every single generation which isn't bad but it's like up until like i would say the gamecube you didn't see a lot of actual changes in like oh here's some other up and coming uh, yeah. like games and stuff. Not so. a lot of risks on
0: their IPs because like Zelda two on the NA- NES, people did not like the Switcheroo. Yeah, and they went back to even though you didn't the play it, link down. to the past. Yeah, yeah. went back and that did really really
1: well. So what's funny is that the only Legend of Zelda that I played was a uh, link. Uh, Legend of Zelda, two Link, whatever. Yeah, Link's, Link's Awakening, Link's yeah. That one was the one that I played. So I thought that all Legend of Zelda's were side scrollers. Mm. I didn't know that they weren't. That's like a, almost a black sheep in the yeah, series. It's, it's yeah. like the garbage title of them. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's kind of fun. Like, how far did you get? I'm Like, not far. I didn't, <laughs> no, it was a, it was harder shit. Yeah. It was, like that was my experience with it. So when I went and I was playing, like, I did play a little bit the SNES, but I didn't ever get into it. I was like, this didn't catch you. No, it, it felt so different. And so I didn't actually get into Legend of Zelda until Twilight Princess, and then I worked my way back. Oh. Yeah, so I, I'm just weird. Twilight like, Princess was your first. Yeah. Wow. That's Because like, I, I saw Ocarina, I saw Majora, everyone was playing them, but I didn't play them. So, yeah. Like, Interesting. But you had played Final Fantasy II, so you started getting into JRPG. Yeah, did you beat it? When, yes. But I did it with help. Like, I, I got lost a few times, and I had my buddy who had played through it a bunch of times. He was like, no, you got to go here. No, you got to get this. He even knew the secrets. Like, oh, here's where you can get Excalibur. I'm like, what? Yeah. And he's and in that one, like, is literally like an offshoot, random one of those areas in Square games where you're going down a, a dark path where there's black on either side and you only see the walkway. But if you know where to turn, there's there's a, a secret slight, path. Yeah. yeah, it was one of those bullshit ones, <laughs> and I was like. Holy fuck. And it was like I think it was on the moon. Because you go to the That's moon. That's the that, end at the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You end at the moon. You take the whale to the moon. All the weird <laughs> JRPGs. People haven't trips. played this, they're like, what? Yeah. Well, it's even weird. JRPGs weir- are weird. Yeah, it's even weirder when you when like, oh, well, you get the whale by them praying to the whale. He comes out, but he's actually a machine. And he takes you to the moon. And you fight Flan and Jellos up in the moon. And when you say that, it sounds dumb. But if you play the game, it totally makes it's sense. It's awesome. Totally makes sense. That
0: game blew my mind because Class change felt really. That was only three. That was no, no. Was the three. Cecil whatever. Oh, he the changes paladin. paladin. Oh, the paladin. And um, it's like they did that in Final Fantasy one, but I didn't play Final Fantasy one. Your fighter becomes a knight, and your thief becomes a ninja. But I didn't play
1: Final Fantasy one. And also that that evolution didn't. It wasn't as important. Like, in the gameplay, like, story-wise, yeah. as in Final Fantasy II, there's the whole arc. It was arc. tied to the his story. Yeah. yeah, his whole arc of him going from a Dark Knight to a Paladin, and you're fighting your old self and stuff. That was, like... It was pretty dope. That was big for the day. You know, like, in, in gaming storytelling, that was pretty fucking big. And I played that game in retrospect, so
0: you had to have been pretty young. I was 10. That's a hard game to beat as a 10-year-old. Like I said, I had help. It yeah. took It
1: took a while, and I had help. You know, because that because it was like any JRPG or any RPGs, they're hard to get through. Like actually, so my daughter, she's ten. I uh, my wife helped her get through Final Fantasy fifteen. She went through and burned through that. I'm like, that's crazy that she could do that at ten. Because I'm like, that would have blown my mind. I don't feel like I would been able to achieve that at her age. You know? We don't talk about Final Fantasy fifteen. Do you not like fifteen? We don't. You don't like. Like we don't we, talk about Final Fantasy we, fifteen. As a collective of <laughs> don't like fifteen.
0: The world then I just greatly disappointed in that game. I've wrapped on this in other episodes, but
1: I'm excited to hear it again. Then because I'm going to We can skip a little. <laughs>
0: so because I was so wrapped up into the hype for that game when it was originally announced as versus thirteen, and, and it was Final Fantasy like fabulous, noble, yep, whatever, and it was going to be versus. This sh- Fabulino crystals, whatever. Something blah, blah, like blah. that, and it was yeah, yeah. going to be thirteen. It was going to be thirteen, thirteen verses, and Final Fantasy a yeah, which ended up being some weird mobile bullshit game, yeah. And then I played Final Fantasy. I got Final Fantasy fifteen on launch. Okay. I liked it enough to play through it. I really liked listening to the classic music in the car when That's you unlocked. Dope. That's dope. That's I liked that. I liked some. Uh, the battle system was fun. And the story was kind of – I beat it. It was like, okay, there were some cool lore elements, but it felt really disjointed and not fleshed out. And then I had a good friend who was on the podcast last week, John Jimenez, who's also a huge Final Fantasy nerd. He showed me some stuff that was leaked on NeoGAF about the original scope.
1: Oh, it's just going to bum you out if you hear that shit. it
0: ruined my life after what it was supposed – and you could see the remnants of what they were originally – Going
1: for so versus it's what, a smaller, sadder version of what they were trying to go for. Yes,
0: and they and because what's his face Tabata, I think is they brought him on. to fin- The game was in trouble development. They got rid of the director. Oh, they brought it, in Tabata. Yeah. He came in and basically had this crazy deadline to hit. That's why when you get to the train, all of a sudden the game just is like cut scenes and then it ends. Huh.
1: You remember that you get to the train. Like, I didn't finish it. Okay, but that's that's okay. I already I saw a playthrough, but I I I think that. For people who have followed it from the get go, you're gonna be bummed out, yeah, like for sure, because they hyped it, dude. It was what ten years in like development hell, thirteen years total. That's a long ass time, and you could tell that it was. A patchwork Is it, of differences. It's a patchwork game. Yeah, they tried to pretty much tie it all together. And I, I could totally see them going, here's the scope we wanted, here's the scope we can do. And that sucks, you know. But I think that as it being an introductory Final Fantasy for a new style, for and a, a new, new generation, generation, I can see that as like a, it's kind of like Final Fantasy Light. It's a nice way to kind of get into it because that's gonna be the same kind of battle system kind of that they're gonna have for seven. Yes. And I think so I think
0: fifteen did well financially. Yeah. Which means it it did really well. I think it did really well. What speaking of seven, it kinda makes me worried though, because seven they fired the original developer and started from scratch again. So it's that same troubled development thing, I don't I don't know. What's gonna
1: happen. Yeah. Oh well what's weird is that you've got them trying to pump out this new stuff and it seems to get locked up and I don't know why they push so hard on mobile well I mean in Asia it makes sense cash grab yeah. it, it makes sense in Asia why they'd want the mobile but them trying to like it just seems there's so much focus on that and then the true stuff that the, the stuff that they really their bread and butter for so many years I feel like it's kind of back burner now it kind of sucks. I've actually really loved the remakes. I mean, you know my Final Fantasy X love, and my and like they're twelve. They're they're looking. We'll get at, to ten know, as well. Oh, we damn well better. <laughs> we damn well better, good sir. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. I feel like it, it's weird that it, every single new iteration that they're trying to do, it seems like it's just just barrier after barrier yeah. they keep on hitting these these stops and it's hard because Seven people were hyped for it when they first saw the beginning and then they're like it's chapter based and that made people lose their goddamn yes. mind which I don't have a problem with personally because I'm the kind of person that waits until the chapters are all released I buy the collection and I'm fine Yeah, and I'm okay with that because I liked, I liked Life is Strange, the Walking Dead, all that kind of shit. It, works, it worked fine for me and I had a great experience but people who were like oh I can't wait for the next episode I'm like oh that's your damn problem but also, they said that they're supposed to be one full size game per chapter for seven. So they're there. Yeah, saying,
0: I heard that it's just going to be Midgar yep. section and it's going to be 60 hours. Yeah. just that's crazy. Which is insane. Cause, I, if it's that fleshed out, I'm cool with chapters. Yeah. But how long is it going to take for us to do the whole game? Sure. I don't know. Is like, it going to be one of those like PS5? PS6, PS4, (laughs) PS5, and PS6? Yeah, yeah. What's
1: going to happen here? Yeah, because I do wonder if they're putting that much into just the first chapter, how how many chapters? Is it going to be more like game sequels? Is it going to be like the same kind of development time you saw between Uncharted 1, 2, 3, and 4? Because honestly, what if they do wrap it up really nicely in between them all? Same Midgar level ends when uh, Section Seven collapses. Yeah, that'd be a good ending point, and then them going to be continued from there. Yeah, that'd be a good point to end it, and then you can give them a couple years and build out a whole another sixty hour. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind it either. You know, if it's done right, I think I'm all right with that. But Square Enix hasn't been really good about doing it right, so that's I think <laughs> yeah. I can see why people have apprehension for yeah. sure. So, but you got into Final Fantasy two. So two. What did yeah. you? What
0: other JRPGs did you play on SNES?
1: Um, Secret of Mana was PS, right? So no, that's SNES. That's Secret SNES, of Mana. Yeah. So I played that, and I played uh, Chrono Trigger. Woo! Yeah, that's my second greatest JRPG. Okay, here's my opinion. the thing. I didn't finish it as a kid. I got, I got like, maybe 10 hours in, and I loved the gameplay. I don't remember why. I think it's because I traded up to a PlayStation at the time. I don't remember. But then I went back and played it, and, dude, that thing still holds up. Really well. Really well. Really well. Because you, I have trouble going back to older systems, older than PS2, GameCube, uh, Xbox generation, just because it's just too fucking clunky sometimes. So I'm very selective about older games. But I went back and played that, and I'm like, this is still solid.
0: Really solid. Really solid. Soundtrack is... Probably the best RPG soundtrack. I would, I would there. argue,
1: it's the best yeah. on that generation. Yeah, across the board. What, uh, what memory, what moment of that game sticks out to you the most? Honestly, I like, like I said, I didn't get too far into it, so that one I probably. Even when you also. replayed
0: it, what sticks out to you?
1: I, honestly, it's just weird how at that in that time of gaming, they were able to flesh out just the time traveling yeah. part so much. And that part to me, like, just the entire idea that they went through that. Because, I mean, if you see it in modern-day gaming, you kind of expect a solid story. You kind of expect that kind yeah. of immersion. But on that was that weird point between really good solid storytelling, I feel like, on the PlayStation generation and the 64 generation. And then the weird, rickety, look at the back of the booklet of yeah. NES. And the fact that they were able to do that much in that time. Because even comparing to, like, Final Fantasy two. The, the story is really not that solid. There's some. The Chrono there's, Trigger is way better. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Because, like, you know, you have some compelling moments in, in too, whereas Chrono Trigger as a whole is whole good. Thing. with a few moments that drag a little bit. Yeah. If that, you know. But like I said, I only got like 10 hours in at the time. And then I went back. I'm like, damn, this is good. But I mean, even then, we only had a Super Nintendo. Um, And I only rented Sega for a while. And then we immediately bumped up as soon as I could to PlayStation 64. Okay,
0: so before we jump to PlayStation, because I consider PlayStation
1: my glory days, my favorite console. Really? Yeah.
0: I I think PS2 would be yours. No, PS1 was my glory days. So I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. Is there anything else on Super Nintendo that sticks out (sighs) to you? Really good memories?
1: Super Nintendo. Um, Honestly, I think that that was the first time that you started seeing arcades actually have a run for their money. I think that that was the biggest time that you finally saw, because when they had Street Fighter in the arcade and you had Street Fighter 2 as well on at home, I think that was the first time they started blurring that line. Because I remember playing Street Fighter 2 in the arcade, and I'm like, this is awesome. And then my buddy had it at his house. I'm like, this is the same thing to me and I didn't have to pump in a bunch of quarters and I mm-hmm. was able to play it. And that's that's something that I remember. I remember us looking and playing games at the arcade and going, oh man, I wish we could play this here. I wish year. we could play And it finally started happening. That's a memory that I remember because we burned through Street Fighter. We we rented it, of all things, because my friend had it. And you know, after we were not friends for some stupid reason, I was like, cool, I want to play it. And me and my other friend, we burned through it pretty much until the next morning. And you, it's not a game that has that high of a replay value, but it was just the fact that we aren't... We aren't burning quarters. We're just able to play through. Let's get as far as we can. All that kind of shit. That was a really awesome memory, too. You know, And NBA Jam, anytime you went on fire, you got to play as the mascots. All that kind of shit was amazing, too. NBA Jam was awesome. I remember
0: playing – I always play as jazz because that was during the heyday when Stockton and Malone. Stockton and, and we Malone. actually made it to the sure. finals.
1: Yeah. And it and yeah, was and basketball. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. had Jordan and Pippen. Jordan and Pippen. Jordan and Pippen. Yeah, I remember. And you could play as Bill Clinton – you could, play you could play as, as Bill Clinton. Yeah. You could play as the mascot. You could play as the Hornet. You could play as the bull, I think. And then you could play as Bill Clinton for some re- like I, it's just weird what they got away with at the time too. Like that was just weird. And they had big head mode. No, no, you know, that came later, didn't it? Big head mode? I do I all those sort of arcade sports games run
0: together for me. NBA yeah. Jam, Wayne Gretzky, NFL Blitz. They all that that was like a
1: 90s sort of They don't do those games anymore. No, no. Like, all of those went out with the PS2 era. They had a few cycles, and they were gone. Yeah, man. It was kind of a weird area. Anyway, so that's probably what I got for the the Super Nintendo. So then you got PS1. Yeah. I traded up to a PS1 of all things. Like, I switched. I went back and forth and back and forth all through the generations. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But the PS1, my first experience with that was Nightmare Creatures and Resident Evil 2. And I was fucking ten. It was weird that like how I how I played through like that stuff. And Final Fantasy eight and seven on PS1. So did you do eight first, then seven? I did eight first.
0: You were the second person that did I did eight first and I liked first. it better than seven. I like eight too, more than seven. Yeah. People give me shit really? for it. Yeah. I thought that you liked seven more. No, I like eight. I oh, get a lot man. of shit for it. Why? I know we
1: disagree on ten, but I liked eight more. Okay, do you want to know what's funny? So I did Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, ten prints. And I have people buy them all the time, like as a set, because they can be done as a triptych or whatever. Yeah. Um, but my best selling one is eight. I out think, of
0: all of them. I think there might, I know seven, I know seven is, I've used this analogy before. I really like Nirvana. They're not my favorite band, but they introduced a lot of people to grunge and they're iconic because of that. Yes. But I, out of that whole era, there are other grunge artists that I think are better than Nirvana. One hundred, but Perfect they're not. Analogy. But they're not Nirvana. They're not like yeah. the the, the uh, early. What'd you call it? The pioneers. Yeah, yeah, sure. Seven's that way. Seven has this like greatest of all time status for JRPG nerds. It's probably one of the. It's the. It brought people who weren't into JRPGs into JRPGs. Yeah. But I think
1: eight's better. Yeah, so um, also it was the first one in the Final Fantasy franchise that did the three-dimensional yes. and, the, and the polygonal shapes. And, everything. and that's why also a lot of people gravitated towards it because it was the new graphics with the PlayStation. It was one of those things that's like, wow, this has never been told this way. But the story itself... I, know, it's I think gonna, the story's it's, okay. It's okay, but it's, it's not captivating. Whereas as much as I thought 8 was amazing to me, and I think it's because you saw full... Although slightly elongated, full yes. size human. Figures. Yeah, we've
0: talked about this. Is yeah. I
1: hated on Seven, even though I played Seven first. Yeah, because
0: I followed again. I followed the pre hype for that. I don't know if you remember. So originally, the uh, the Nintendo PlayStation. Yes, was going to, and yes. there was that was in magazines. And they were talking about it. The Nintendo and Sony split, and then they and then there was a tech demo. They released footage for. Final Fantasy for the Nintendo PlayStation and it was it was still going to be on Nintendo because Nintendo and Final Fantasy were peanut butter and jelly yeah yeah and, and then they came out and like we're moving to PlayStation and It was this huge blah 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 and it was in the magazines I Remember were talking to homies about it yeah I pre-ordered it and yes the pre-rendered backgrounds the opening scene all blew me away but I remember immediately thinking well, why does my guy look like a fucking little like dweeb on the world map but yeah. in the battle screen he looks bad
1: ass. yeah you wanted the battle screen I wanted that, the entire the time, time yes. if he was that the entire time i feel like that would have turned the tide between the two but when you see squall and he's like he's a full on figure yes. he's not this he's not this lego look, yeah he's not this lego looking fucker uh, cuz i mean that's the thing the the cinematic you saw like the 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 green glowing in front of aras then you saw the train come in yeah. and this, it goes straight from the cg train to and the pre like, background. Like, ah, shit. It's going to get good. And then you finally see the fucking Roblox guys come out. I'm like, what? And I can see if you played 8 first, like, wait, what? Yeah. Why does this look so lame? Yeah, straight up. Like, I, I went from this is going to be dope to, like, my gamer boner just, Whoa. I was super sad after that. And, like, and really, like, 8 captivated you from the jump in my mind. It was a lot to take in at first because you, you end up injured and you wake up and everything. And it's like... You're just walking around this campus trying to figure out and you have to fucking to take do. a test and you're like talking and you're kind of gathering some shit here and there. Whereas seven kind of like introduced you a little bit easier, but I just felt so much more connected. I think cause that human form and everything, I don't yeah. know, but yeah, cause you're right. Seven was the first one that suddenly like, Oh, we're going to do this. This is the new, yeah, this is the, the next new level. Yeah. Yeah. This is the next level. But when I was like, yeah, but it's, these are the issues. You're right. It's gonna be the that, that trailblazer, but I don't think it's the best one personally. But you beat both of them. Beat both of them. So what's your favorite moment of eight that sticks out the most? Um, you know what? So after you actually defeat Idea, and then she suddenly like becomes this calm, yeah, whatever. Yes. And then you can start exploring around. Um, like that's kind of like the like to me. I should say that's when I started exploring around, you know. Because after that, you have Ragnarok already, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember going and for some reason, where do you is it uh, Garden of Eden? Is that the the Guardian Force? Oh, that, the Eden. One? There is a Guardian Eden, Force. Eden, yeah, yeah. Eden. yeah, yeah. Getting that, like, because it was just this weird level. Like, I, I, one thing that I always did with Final Fantasy, and I still do. I just fucking go and explore areas. Like, if you look at the map and you're like, oh, there's a little cove here, but there's Let's nothing go see near there. there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go look in there. And so I remember just falling, like, coming across this, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay, there's this is an entire side thing that technically isn't part of the game that you can get to. That part was awesome. It was a hard fight for me at the time. Um, the Doom Train awesome yeah I, it's the dumbest guardian force it's not that powerful but i loved it and also you had Diablos. he's my favorite he was cool and that was the first time that ifrit i liked ifrit because he was just like mean badass and he's the first one that you get as squall yeah the you, first you one. do your yeah. test with quistis oh yeah like so i remember connecting with the guardian forces and the first time that the summoning characters really kind of connect with me in a three d world because I mean two you had cool ones too, but like the like getting a new guardian force was always exciting because you. what's the summon going to look like? Yeah. What's the animation going to be? The brotherhood one with the two brothers. The two brothers. Yeah, the two brothers. uh, Alexander, the big machine one. Like holy machine castle thing. Like they always had really fucking cool summons. I mean, I remember my buddy showing me before I played Seven, I watched him play a little bit. He's like, you got to watch the Knights of the Round. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't blocky shit. I don't care about this. But then I saw Diablos' one where he does the entire thing. He does that cool magic and he's shoots it down yeah. like oh, it was fucking cool it for was the time badass. oh my god i remember getting guardian forces and then going to my friends i'm like dude you gotta come over to my house and just watch the summon. just watch the yeah yeah like i don't even like i don't care if you hang out after that i just want to show you quetzalcoatl summon yeah cause it's fucking cool and i had friends come over like yeah that is cool all right we're gonna do anything else I'm like nah bye and like i just want to show them that because the, like that's when you started seeing really cool animation stuff that way you know I, I like that, so yeah, the only thing i
0: didn 't like about eight, even though it 's probably it 's probably my favorite as far as just nostalgia and cherished memories playing draw system the draw <laughs> system. A lot of people I hated I, that. A lot of people hated it, but I kind of have a weird like. I like to grind in games. Sometimes uh, I like okay. to grind. Depending, I, then, then
1: that wouldn't affect you at all. That
0: wouldn't affect me because I liked it. The reward of like, I finally got ninety nine of this spell. Then I, I attach it to whatever stat, and, and you see your stat. To see the stat jump, and it was like, ah, oh, it was worth it. Oh, all those man. hours was worth it. But I, the problem is, is I didn't understand when I first played eight. I got it at launch as well. I didn't really understand how that works, and. You can break yourself in that game. If you, if you grind and level up without having the correct things junctioned, then you, what you have junctioned and the spells you have also affect what you get during a level up. Yeah. And so if you grind with bad junctioning... You have no stats. And I got really far into the game where you go to space and get the Ragnarok. Yep. And I couldn't beat any bosses and I couldn't grind and get any levels. Yeah, because I, you had shit junction. I shit basically yeah. ruined it. But I went back and played it later in high school. Do you remember the G X TVs with the speakers? Those like gaming TVs they marketed. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I Holy shit. And the speakers like folded over the screen and yeah. then it
1: pulled it out. It was such a gimmick, but it, was it gimmick. totally sold. I was sold on it. If they, I had They the said it
0: made the graphics better. It didn't. <laughs> I think it had like a CRT filter or something uh, on the screen to smooth things. Okay. But I played through eight a little bit older, and I'd already played through all of them. And then this time, I was old enough, older and understand the, the story a little bit better. That, but I hated, I hated. Towards the end of the game, after you first, what's her name, Edia, the Ed- Edia, the and witch, and then she's yeah. actually being controlled by Ultimicia, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the time wizard the time witch girl. And then you find out all of your party members went to an orphanage together, but somehow none of them that, remember it. Yeah,
1: that part is like, what? it's like what a coincidence! What a coincidence! <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we all yeah. forgot, but we actually we've been chilling for forty hours of gameplay together, and not everyone <laughs> like hey. Did we live together once? <laughs> At some point in time or yeah, another, yeah, that
0: threw me for a loop.
1: Yeah, like, and that's like I said, that's that's that weird time where storytelling was almost there, not and, quite, and not quite. Like you, you see something, you are like, oh, okay, you took it out of me. All right, fuck
0: that noise. But the end when she, when you beat the final Bosch and you're she compresses time and you're oh, in that,
1: that time that battle.
0: idea of just what would time look like if it was all compressed. And then they then they have the anime I'm like, this is this is the concept of time travel, making time all in one. I had never thought about those yeah. type of concepts.
1: Really cool. So it kind of fucked her with your head off. Yeah. And you know what? Their interpretation was pretty cool. The folding yeah. of time yeah. and stuff. It was a cool idea and I thought I felt like it translated pretty well. That was that was a cool ending. I remember that fight and I was like all right, I'm pretty jazzed for this. Yeah. Because, I mean, have you ever gotten to a boss battle and you're like, I'm just not feeling it. I don't want to grind through this noise Definitely. or whatever. I remember playing through that one and I was like, all right, okay, cool. We're fucking with time. Let's fight through this shit. I'm down. And I really liked that fight. That fight was dope. She was cool. I, I yeah. thought, like, her castle at the end, it was, yeah. Oh, it- uh, the castle was a bit balls. I didn't like the castle. It was part, kind of
0: a it was a hard final dungeon, a little annoying. It was a weird hodgepodge dungeon. Like that's what I that felt oh, like to me. do you remember the fucking uh the little guy with the
1: knife? Uh Tomberry. Tom Tomberry. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. hated those dudes. Yeah, um I love them as just the fact that they're always like a feature in each of the games, yeah. but I always hated encountering them in almost every single version of the game. Every single Final Fantasy, every single Every single time you see one you're like, "Ah, fuck. I don't want to. Yeah, damn yeah. it." Them and Cactors cuz you're like, yes. "It's high XP, but you're going to fucking run away cuz I'm too slow and I'm just going to piss me off." That those two, like the fact that they're staples, it's cool. It's like yes. Chocobos, but it's not necessarily like you want to show up with them, you know?
0: I remember there was one of the ultimate weapons you had to grind Toneberries to get like the five percent drop, yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah. getting that ultimate weapon and grinding the toneberry was that's more, more than the draw system. I remember that being like, this is ridiculous. I just want to get this stupid item. I'm so sick of See, fighting them over and over. More,
1: you're more completionist than I'm I always am. Always completionist. I am not. So if it's like I'll stumble across, very rarely do I have a game that I'm like, I'll burn through all of it. I'll do all of it. Most of the time, I'm pretty casual when it comes to the gaming. I want to have the experience. If I run into something that's kind of like, oh, this is an option, I'll totally do it. But I won't outwardly go for it. But I can totally see where you, being a completionist, you probably have a, such a different view on games than I do. Oh, for the, all, of, all the RPGs on PS1, definitely completionist. My god, dude. And those ones were hard. There's a lot of Emerald Weapon, Ruby suits. Weapon on Final Fantasy VII with balls. Those guys... I didn't even, I didn't even play it. I watched my buddy go through it and I was like, fuck that. Breeding
0: a golden chocobo oh my God. to get
1: Knights of the Round is so goddamn
0: ridiculous. Yeah. Especially as a little kid, I didn't, there was internet out, but in hardcore Mormon family, I wasn't allowed to have internet. Yeah. Cause all and the so porns was, there. Dude, no point <laughs> thing, which ironically, my dad tried internet for like two weeks. And what is the first thing I did? I looked up boobs.
1: Well, so what, what can you <laughs> – Technically, your parents were right. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> yeah. They knew this was coming. That's jokes like on never them, again. I got, yeah. Jokes
0: on them. I got a Dreamcast later just for the internet connection Money. and just for the titties. Totally worked.
1: It worked. Totally worked. worked. Yeah. Here's, so I remember watching my buddy and he w- – this was older. Like this was a later time. I was 14. He was 17. He was telling me about it. He's like, yeah, here, you got to get a golden boat to get this and this. And he would just update me periodically. And I'd be like, hey, man, so what are you up to? He's like, I'm still fucking breeding this shit i'm still trying to get this going through and i'm like that's too much work man so much work so much work if and, you know the f- actual formula you can do it pretty quick but to figure it out figure it out so yeah so mm-hmm. i remember it it shouldn't have been this hard but it like it's like you're saying in the day and age where you might have not had access to the internet and also the internet was in its infancy it wasn't as yeah flushed out as it is today. it wasn't as accurate or anything so even if you did stumble upon information it would still be wrong Silent, uh, Silent Hill, the piano piece, where you have to play oh, with the bloody yes. fingerprints, and there's just a hint of, like, the pictures talking about the black crow and the white dove or whatever. Like, if you didn't write it out and you didn't see the keys, like, I had to literally pen and paper, draw out the picture, here's the keys, then I had to go through and label them because I was – it was too <laughs> fucking difficult, <laughs> That man. game – well, I'm glad you brought that up. So that's the game
0: you played on PS1. Oh, yeah. Well, that game was the first time – I felt like, oh, the story was cool, and, and it it fleshed out the idea of hell and demons. And I, had, because of my religious upbringing, it's like taboo. You're not supposed to, yeah, you know, because at least with me growing up, um, Mormon, like the idea was, if you talk about demons and stuff, that you'll attract them, yeah. And so that there, there was like this, oh, I'm not supposed to be playing this game, but I thought the story was so creepy, yeah. And what what's the biggest because i don't want to ruin it oh, it's, it's like a 30 year old game yeah
1: yo, it, this isn't a game that came out a month ago you but should the end a when game. you're
0: sacrificing the girl and the the whole ritual and that whole idea yeah yeah and the reincarnation of the ancient demon which is a
1: big fucking moth right yeah that, that was kind of weird that's like, a little weird it's an ancient demon what is it it's a moth like that that to me <laughs> it's as, for, for such a fucking scary game yeah to end on a moth an ugly butterfly. That's butter a good flying. point. Like, that's the thing. Because, like, the, the carnival Ferris wheel, when you're fighting the cop, and you're – do you remember? The girl cop who saves you.
0: Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, her.
1: and she's, like, shooting at you. And, like, if you get the vial of stuff, you can save her. The vial of goop. You have to have a jar. You have to get the vial. Or you have to kill her, I think. It's, like, those two options, right? And so if you don't get the vial, you have to fight her. And I remember, like, it's scary to fight her because, like, you got the Ferris wheel running around. She's following you. She's firing at you. And when you had the gun, you could kind of, like, you kind of, but she just show up out of nowhere. Yeah, scare the shit out of you. But no, that entire that game, the duality of the the world would shift. That was awesome. And when you first play for the first time, you don't get what's going on. Like, you hear the you hear the static noise. You're like, what's going on? And suddenly, you're in like this cagey looking rusted hell. You're like, "What the fuck? I'm just <laughs> yeah. looking for my kid. What happened?" I remember playing, we were playing, and this was before the cheat where if you put a gun in the second player, you can get a blaster with unlimited bullets. I didn't know
0: that. You I never that?
1: I never knew that. If you get a gun, like any of the light guns. So, if you get a you get that and you plug it into player 2 on a PS1, oh. you would get a laser blaster that you could use on all the creatures. It didn't have like it had about the same damage as a pistol, but it was unlimited ammo and but you couldn't use it on the end of boss battles but even before i knew about that it was me and my buddy we were playing it and we were burning through it and we were terrified and I, he was like you play through this area i'll play through that area and what it was is that he's like you go through the school and i'll go through the clock tower and i was like okay cool so i was finishing up the school scared the shit out of me i hated it my like, cool your turn fuck you and the clock tower nothing happens <laughs> you pick up the ball And you you run it down the drain Or whatever, or down the, the I gutter I do
0: vaguely remember a clock tower yeah, yeah man
1: and nothing happened I was so pissed I was working my balls off And he just got the easiest part Yeah man like I said I I'm remember su- all that shit I'm oh, surprised
0: man. both our parents let us play that game
1: Oh no like my mom very light touch parenting Not not to any of her fault She was working all the time So she was like what game do you want to play And we'd go rent one or I'd just buy one This was before like Really, people, Any anybody started cracking down on ESRB. ESRB and shit. was
0: out, but there was no, like, they wouldn't sell it to you. There was no regulation. Yeah, there's no
1: regulation. And, and you, I went to Blockbuster at age 10 with my mom. I grabbed Resident Evil 2, and I'm like, this looks cool. You know, like, they had that cool, scary cover with the claw, like, the claw scratching. And the like, eye. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, mom, give me this. And she looked at me, she's like, okay. Okay. And then Blockbuster Guy didn't say shit and I went home like, holy fuck, why am I playing this? <laughs> that game was scary as shit.
0: My parents were anal. I remember because on Genesis, Streets of Rage one and two I had I oh, beat. Of Rage yeah, we was kinda skipped. So Those are awesome. So good. Streets of Rage three came out and the ESRB rating system had come out and it was rated teen for teen, thirteen and up, and I was twelve or eleven. And they wouldn't oh, let it get God. they wouldn't let me get it. And I was at Macy's, twelve hundred north and Orem. They had a little games shop in macy's on the yeah. right hand side oh yeah yeah and they wouldn't let me get it and i'm like mom i already have the first two games they're right here they're, they're this already is just here a sequel. but i bought them when there was no esrb yeah well she looked at i like well now they're rated teen and she took the games away what so not only did i get you lost I, them all streets of rage three she took all of the streets away anything that was i had gotten that was now teen she took away but,
1: well here's the thing did, was a rating on the first two no, like, but a, they the new the new printed yeah, yeah. versions were
0: rated. Oh dang. So dude. The, they had like Streets of Rage one and two at the store and oh. now they had the rating on it, even though mine didn't have an ESRB rating dude, on it. Dude,
1: she did you dirty. <laughs> she did <can> me <be> dirty. <laughs> you got robbed, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, was Streets of Rage three the one where you could play the skating kid. The kid with, with roller blades. Rollerblades. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I went man. back and played it on emulator and
0: beat it. So I got, oh, yeah. I got to play it eventually.
1: Honestly, uh, I know a lot of people are split about emulators, but that's how I play my old games now. Yeah, well, how else? I mean,
0: it's unless there's it's a good beautiful. virtual, co- like the Switch. Though some games I'll get on Switch
1: if, if you want. Yeah. Sure, and I, I totally get that. But also, I mean, I may have all my NES. And everything. I have like, everything. Like, everything I, on yeah, emulator. exactly. Yeah. Because if I want to go and find it, and then Nintendo may have it, but it may be twenty bucks, and I'm like. I just want to play this for a night. I just want yeah. to have that nostalgia kick and just go with it. Yeah, Streets of Rage. Oh man,
0: good stuff. So many good. Things. What other? What other games? Because PS One is a It's like PS1. something like sixty five hundred games. Giant
1: library. Yeah, uh, Twisted Metal Two. Ooh. Twist Metal First 3, one to bring up Twist Metal. Metal 4. Yeah, Twist Metal 2 was my first introduction. You could get it on the UFO yes. and everything. But my favorite was 4 where they turned them into micro machine cars. I never played that one. Okay. Twisted Metal 4, instead of it being it was a little more lighthearted and they're like, "Okay, now you're like, uh, it's a like, you're a Matchbox car." Still the same characters, right? But instead, you're like it's almost like Toy Story. You're like playing in a kid's room and you can go up random ramps and stuff, mm. right? But also, it was the first one that I think that you could put into a CD player and the entire soundtrack was done by Rob Zombie. <laughs> it, was, oh. it was it was dumb but awesome. That I remember, is cool. I remember taking my Twisted Metal 4 game to school and I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to Rob Zombie, but it's a video game too. And it was like it was really fucking cool. And Rob Zombie was a playable character on it.
0: How did I... I didn't even know there was a Twisted Metal Dude, to go back and it. play it.
1: Go back and play it. It was dope. It came I, out at the end of the generation. It yeah, came it had to of be the cycle. close to the end. It was It was like 1999, 2000. So right about the time the PS2 was coming out. So yeah, but dude, that one, it was solid gameplay. It was fun. It had cool boosts. But just the fact that you could throw the game in and play the soundtrack, which I think the other ones you could too. I think it was a, quite a few games that yeah. did that on PlayStation. I remember... I don't know if it's Twisted
0: Metal 1 or 2. It might be all of them. This might be the theme. But there's a guy named Calypso that runs Calypso it. Calypso
1: runs it on every single and one. And he
0: grants your wish. Yep. And and it's always twisting your wish. Twisting your wish. Bad. And I remember playing... It probably it was 1 or 2. Playing through all of them. And I remember the cop I remember being so angry at th- that the cop guy wanted like to live in a world of peace and no violence Yeah. so he sent him to space <laughs> just sends him banishes him to space yeah. no there's no violence out here
1: because it's just you and you're just it's alone just you and I, yeah. I'm, like, I
0: remember the idea of like Who's Calypso? Why does he have the power to? He runs the game. He runs. <laughs> he runs all of twisted. How Metal. does he run? Grant wishes and He's Why is magic. he doing a, Why
1: is he doing a tournament? This is the story. This is the age of no stories and yes. everything. You know, so well,
0: it's the whole any game that's based around a, someone organizes a tur- tournament. Like, we, how do we get all these people to get together
1: and fight? Same thing with Mortal Combat. Yep. I all don't think
0: them. Street Fighters actually
1: Street Fighter was just like, hey, let's travel to another country and kick each other's ass. Yeah, like, they had no real like. I feel like there was some sort of premise that maybe was in a booklet, but it really was just like trying to be the best. Yeah. Who's yeah. the best martial artist? Yeah. So what was weird is that uh, M. Bison was originally supposed to be called – who's the boxers? Balrog. Balrog. No. Balrog was later. Was he Street Fighter Two? He was Street Fighter Two. Okay. He might have been in the championship edition or, or, or whatever. Or Turbo or whatever. Turbo. But M. Bison was originally supposed to be Balrog's name. Mike Tyson, M. Bison. Oh, yeah. I know that Balrog yeah, yeah. They was patterned them. after. Yeah, they, he was patterned he, after M. Tyson and or Mike Tyson. And to protect the game, they gave M. Bison the name because M. Uh, Bison, Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they switched him. So he was supposed to be called uh, M. Bison, the boxer, and then Balrog was supposed to be the end character. But they were like, that that's, makes total sense. I just saw close. a headline. That Mike Tyson didn't know
0: Balrog was patterned yeah. after him. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, and then yeah. he came out and he was like, This is dope. I never knew that yeah. I had
1: a video game character. I kind of got robbed, but you know, it is what it <laughs> I kinda is. I kind of got robbed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, no, that, that was a. Uh, it's just it's weird. Did you
0: watch the Street Fighter 2 animation? No, As
1: a, I didn't. I heard it's oh, good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's I heard it's good. It's and, so good. It's it's kind of a mixed bag when it's after a video game because I watched the Devil May Cry anime and it. Was I haven't like, watched that. Uh, not so good. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's not, it's not. anything to write home about. So I'll give that one a shot if it's good. I mean, this this came out in the '90s, and I've watched it
0: a few times in my late 20s. Not recently, I thought it held up well. But okay. as a kid, there wasn't a lot of action to that like anime stylized action. Yeah, there was Dragon Ball Z. Sunday mornings, I'd wake up and watch and Pokemon. But Pokemon was more kiddie. But I remember – well, you could rent <laughs> – there's another thing with my parents being uh, – you could rent those anime movies from Blockbuster or Hollywood Video. Yeah, yeah. And they weren't rated usually.
1: Yeah. And
0: I had rented Street Fighter 2 and I thought it was awesome. And I think my dad's off a few scenes and didn't care. But then I rented Ninja Scroll. I don't know if you've seen Ninja Scroll. I've heard of it, but Very, I Very like cult classic anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a scene where a dude basically starts to rape a girl, but she's like a – like a poison specialist and she's been dosing herself with low amounts of poison her whole life. And her job is to protect the King. So everything the King eats, she, tastes she has first it yeah, yeah, to okay. make sure. Well, this demon like starts raping her and it sucks on her boobs and her milk or whatever. Or whatever and it ends up poisoning him. That's how she <laughs> survives. And my dad walked down while this dude was like, like titty sucking. Yeah. Anyway, he okay. never let me rent another animation movie from blockbuster again. He's, he's like, Cause he thought I knew, I knew, I was like, no, I just looked cool. Yeah. I didn't know. I'd seen Street Fighter 2. I, <laughs> I didn't know anime could be like that mature. Yeah.
1: You're like, I mean, I'd rent again 100%. <laughs> yes, but, I would definitely but, rent. But I didn't premeditate. I didn't know in the beginning. But now I know. I kind of look okay with that. And I was this. like,
0: but I was going to use that to masturbate. Yeah, to it's like, you know. I was
1: really close, and then you showed up. It was really weird. No, I mean, that's the thing. What Especially back in the day, dude, it was a turkey shoot, man. you didn't know what you were getting when you would rent something like that. No. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remember. Uh Gundam. I had like my brother served in Japan.
0: And he oh, uh, so got mission, hooked up.
1: So he sent um a Turbo Graphics sixteen before any of those graphics were ever like that level with the Who cards and everything. Yeah. But then also he sent a bunch of movies and they were a bunch of Gundam movies. And I'm like, that's awesome, cool. But then he sent another one and it was same thing. I'm like, Oh, 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 not 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 ready for that. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, cartoons I, can do this? Yeah. I've never seen cartoons do this. I'm like, that, that's different. Yeah, and my, my mom, same thing. She's like, what the hell are you watching? I'm like, I don't know. Eric sent it to me. I don't think he knew what it was either. And yeah, same thing happened. So I get you, man. I get you.
0: On PS1, so did you play, I know you played 9. We could talk about 9. Yep. But what other, man, there's so many games. What, what are like the top three biggest games besides the Final Fantasies you can think of?
1: Oh, okay. Hang on. Because Tekken 3.
0: Ooh, that's a
1: good one. Dude, that was like, once again, when you had the arcade experience at home. At home. You know, I mean, that one looks like it was just next level. Who's your main character? Um, Eddie at the beginning Eddie Everybody was ever going to be Eddie, Eddie. At the beginning, But La. Law was yes! my go to
0: Law's my favorite La's the bomb You could do the My favorite combo was You could do the All short Fast like straight jabs Yep, yep. Then you could do the cartwheel kick And you could juggle three times yep. With the
1: cartwheel kick And then you go back to the uppercuts Yes after. Yeah man Yeah that was a I great combo But then also Gone The dino
0: the little oh yeah, dino
1: gone. Yeah, I would play him as well. He had that stupid rolling move that he would go after people. That was legs. annoying. Yeah, I, um, I, that was yeah. the first one that had a game in it too, right? Because you had the Tekken ball that you could hit back and forth. And what it was that it was a blue, it was like a blue or red ball, and you would. Do power moves. You kick it towards somebody. And if they didn't kick it back, if they didn't kick it at the remember timing. That. Yeah, man.
0: Wow. And your memory is bringing back more memories. All, did all you
1: was... play uh, Ridge Racer? No. I Well, I did a little bit. I played Wave Racer more than Ridge Racer, but I played a little bit. But then they also had – didn't they have Cruisin' on – no, that was 64. Cruisin' was on 64. Yeah, Ridge yeah.
0: Racer had uh, uh, Galaga during the loading screen, which I thought was cool. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. played Galaga. Speaking of Wave Racer, I brought this up before, but I remember we're kind of we're going into sixty four territory. But I had played Jet Moto on PlayStation One, which was cool. And I'm like, and then when I saw Wave Racer, I was like, okay, Jet Moto's water can suck my dick. Yeah, Wave Racer, this yeah. is water. This looks like real water. It feels like real water. The physics and the buoyancy, you're, I have blew my mind.
1: Down. Okay, back to PS One. Yes, Metal Gear Solid. Ooh, my Ooh! goodness. Okay, so I remember playing that, and my buddy had it first, and he's like, hey, come over. you got to see this game. And I'm like, okay. And he was right at the Sniper Wolf level, and he was fighting he was fighting Sniper Wolf. During uh,
0: the, like, the big, long yeah, kind of canyon yeah, thing. And, yeah, and
1: you're actually doing the sniper shot there yeah. and everything. And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you playing? And he's like, dude, this is a game. you got to jump on it. And I remember borrowing it from him, but I borrowed just the disc. And Just you know the how, first disc? Yeah. And you remember how they tell you to look on the back of the case?
0: Oh, you can't get the frequency to yeah! save.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there. I'm like, what, what does he mean? What does he mean? So I'm calling him at like 930 at night. It's a school. I'm like, Brooks, what what, what what? I do? I'm like, I need that code. It's like, what code? Like, you can't save. It's, it's on the back of the disc. Man. I don't know what to do. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. And he's like, oh, yeah, you got to do this. And then he's like, oh, and when you get to the box, make sure a wolf pees on it. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, when you get to the box, make sure a wolf pees on him. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, go, go get there. It's fine. And, and use cigarettes when you're sniping. I'm like, oh, my God. What is all this stuff you're talking about? Dude, that game was next level shit. Next level. Next level. So amazing. Like that and the the psychomantis battle. Oh, dude. Oh, my
0: God. So we've talked about Codin before, right? Yeah, And how it's my yes. favorite. I, and I had I was already knee-deep into Koden. in my opinion, the best JRPG ever. When you get to Psycho Manus, I didn't know how it worked, but he reads the memory card. Yeah. And, and he, he starts talking games. to me about Koden, And I'm like, what? Yeah. I got freaked out. Like, is this like a real demon? Is this, yeah, yeah. What, like, what
1: is he doing? How
0: is this possible? Yeah. That freaked
1: me out. That yeah. was amazing. And that? then you had to pull the controller out. Yeah. Because, like, you fight him and he knows all of your moves. Like, you're like, I can't get a leg up in this battle. And you couldn't. Like, you didn't know what the fuck to do. And then it changed to the blue screen. Yes. I remember I remember when the blue screen came up. I'm like... The game That's... crashed? No, no, no. I, I like I knew my TV well enough. I'm like, what do I do? I'm like, what do I do? This isn't happening. And then it went back. Oh, my God. What do I do? <laughs> like, but that, like, that was the first game Like I felt like fucked with the player. Like, like head-gamed it, you know?
0: It is... I can't think of another game... Eternal Darkness did it on 64. That, no, no, that was GameCube. That was GameCube. That, that was way after, later. And yeah. that was
1: amazing. That's yeah. one of my favorite games from the GameCube era. Eternal yeah. Darkness is a bomb. That might have been the I can't think of a game earlier that had any sort Dude, of. Dude, Kojima knew what he was doing, man. That was crazy. He
0: was, I was just thinking, how did he come up with that game? back
1: <sighs> how was... LSD? I don't know. <laughs> like, but I mean, even the entire story arc and like just everything about it. I loved the art style from the character styling and and the art direction as well. Like that watercolor kind of light heart yeah. and everything. Oh my god, I the, loved
0: all of it. The uh, the communication screens. I
1: liked the art yeah. style, like how their mouse moved. Yeah, the story. It, it was is... very anime based. Yeah. Like vibe. And it was awesome. Did you ever uh call in what's her name? Men? What was her name? The girl who was your receiver, like that you would save with. What was her name?
0: May Mayling. May, May? Mayling. Mei May yeah. I think it's whatever. Mayling. Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you ever call into her too many times and she got frustrated and she stopped talking to you? No. But I thought you flirt with her a little bit. So so you flirt with her at the beginning, right? But what you can do is that if you're going if you're calling into her to save and you keep on calling her and you don't save, she's like, What can I do for you, Snake? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? She's like, and then eventually she gets annoyed with you, and you, when you call in, she doesn't say anything. It just, it's just dot, Got, dot, dot, dot. She looks yeah. mad. And I'm like, I didn't know that, so I was like, hey, I'm cool going to keep on. Oh, my God. Just those little things, man. You already
0: brought it up, but the, the cigarettes and sniping, yeah. that touch was amazing. The yeah. wolf, the pee on the wolf box, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. The pee, pee on, on the box. box. Yeah. All that shit. It was weird, the stuff that they came up with, man. And then, like, the idea of you can take the guy, you can hide his body. You can take the guy, stuff him somewhere, right? That kind of shit. Or, or they could tail. follow your foot, their footprints in the yeah. snow, and and then when like suddenly you have this cone of vision. That that blew my mind. I never thought of that in that mindset. But like, yeah, he wouldn't ever be able to see behind him to interact with you. So you followed the cone of vision and use that as your stealth. Ah, oh, so many good game mechanics. For oh, that game is the, the sticks out to me. The, I think the
0: scene that sticks out to me the most is right before you get introduced to the what is his name is. It, uh, Fox, the ninja, guy Ninja Gray Fox, who's the uh, Ninja? Uh Yeah, I think it's Gray Fox. I forget what the name of the, the n- ninja. Cyborg Ninja. Oh my God! Barely but you go the- down the hallway and everyone's skewered in blood, yeah. and, and then you see like the little bit of camouflage kind of move yeah, and had yeah, that. Yeah. I to this day, even though that game is old and blocky, it's one of the few PS One games that visually I can still play. Dude, it's cinematic. It's cinematic
1: yeah. as fuck. Like so that, good that one. And that's the thing. They the, the way they. Did the storytelling outside of the gameplay, like it was straight out of a really good tactical espionage action movie, like like you said, like that specific scene where you walk in and you just see the massacre and you see it's like a pan across, like it's cinematically shot, timed wise. You know that was awesome. And then when you're in the when you're like going through the vents and stuff, and then you see that viewpoint and he's like checking different areas. Yeah, that's awesome. That game. I see. I've been talking about like how did. Because there
0: was nothing like it at the time. There was nothing that Kojima could have built upon. I mean, obviously, he got inspiration. I know that uh, Snake's character is inspired from Escape from LA, whatever, yeah, Kurt yeah, Russell. Yeah, 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 Snake. You He's also s- called Snake. He's not Snake. Yeah. You can see some of where he pulled inspiration from, but as the mechanics, the way the cutscenes work, the way the game played, all, like, there was nothing to build from. That not, was not all. But probably one of the most original. Like, when I played that, I remember thinking, games are at a different level now.
1: Yeah, and that... This is something totally different. So, that game specifically was the game that I was like, holy shit, PlayStation is doing something completely different. This was when 64 was still doing, like, kind of kid stuff. 64 was out, right? I think it was already out. Yeah. But, like, 64 was more family, kid-oriented. Like, you know, you had the, the... very cartoonish and it didn't have that kind of depth right whereas you saw a very strong divide between 64 fans and PlayStation fans like people like you play PlayStations for the story you play 64 for the team games and the, the kid games and I remember, like, holy shit, this is what they're doing, because you had Silent Hill, you had Resident Evil, you had Metal Gear Solid, you had art JRPGs, you had action games, all that kind of stuff. You had a lot of story-driven games, and then you had 64 where it's like me and three of my best buds are going to burn through the night and play something yeah. crazy, you know? And that it it was definitely a strong divide on how you would purchase, too. Like, uh, I mean, PlayStation, you'd see teenagers and adults buying, you know, like... But you would never see them buy a 64 on purpose unless they were playing, like, Goldeneye. Yeah. You know? So it was interesting. It was cool. What other
0: games on PS1 stick out? Oh, man. So you played 9. Talk to me about 9. You
1: know, honestly, nine's a... Really, I liked 9 a lot. I felt like 9 had the best mix of battle, like combat mechanics. Between 7, 8, and 9, I felt like that one, the only thing I didn't like was that your break would just randomly show up. Yeah, you couldn't. You, you couldn't control it. You couldn't control the you break. You couldn't control the break. Like, that bothered me, but I liked the storyline. I liked that they went back to, like, medieval magic and made Crystals kind of- and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. I liked that, actually. I thought Dane's character was boring, but that's okay. And But I Steiner was a great story arc, you know, and Vivi's story arc, man, on that. He's the third person. Everyone oh, brings man. up B.V. That's my favorite. Yeah, I think he's my favorite character. I mean, well, just like that—that that story arc is one of the most powerful story arcs I think in Square Enix's storylines. Because not very many do they do they have that kind. But also, in Nine, they did a lot of that kind of like kind of darker storyline arc overall. Because Zidane had the same thing, you know, like you like at the very end, like the end of his third act is. Him just moping around going, yeah. what the fuck do I do? You know, like he, he has a total identity crisis. You know, so. And I mean, Vivi's whole story is identity crisis too. Like, what yeah. does it
0: mean? Am I, am I just a product or am I, am I an actual, not human, but am I an actual, like, living being? Yeah. And that it was the first time I started thinking about that as myself, which, oh, boy, I don't know how old I was, 15, 14 years old enough to start thinking about that concept. So I remember thinking about him, like, well, if he was produced in a factory like the Black Mages, but he's something different. But he, he has his own sentient mind He's like, and what does that make him? I'm like, well, then what does it mean for me to be a human? What's the difference? What separates you from everybody else? Oh, yeah, that's this the sh- first yeah, time yeah. I
1: started thinking about those well, ideas. it was cool to also watch because Vivi and Zidane's storylines – are kind of the same except for they're flipped. They flip, yeah. yeah. and so you see Zidane being this very independent, strong, unique person in, it's in, in his own. He's got it all figured out in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And Vivi, who's completely lost, doesn't know what to do and feels very manufactured. And then they switch. And so seeing seeing that, that turn... Between the That's two That's a of good them, point. I never thought about it's, it's that. It's unique. Yeah, it was a cool thing to watch. I mean, and honestly, I didn't get that fully until I played it much later on. Like, I was like, oh, cool. Each person has their own storyline. But when I played it again later, I'm like, oh, okay. So while Zidane's trying to help Vivi figure out who he is, Zidane loses himself at the same time. Yep. So it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool for his time. I hated Q. The cooking dude. The cooking dude. I did dude. not like him either. Yeah, just boring, and, lame and, and, ass character. And it was a it was a shitty way to do the blue ma- blue magic. Oh, yeah, I hated it. It was bad. Because I of... did
0: like the dude with the red dreadlocks. Um uh, the oh, claw. Yeah.
1: What was his name? He came in like halfway through the he second. He was pretty act. late. Yeah. 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 I can't remember his name. What is his name? But he was a thief as well, and he was like he was like super quiet. He was really Fuck. quiet, kind of the loner, mysterious. Yeah. Yeah
0: he He was was cool the dragon lance girl Freya I think Freya
1: Freya was pretty cool. Freya was tough it was cool her story arc where she loses her entire civilization to that fight essentially Yeah. yeah that kind of shit was cool you know I mean but yeah Q or whatever ugh I just I remember going cool It's a blue it's a blue magic character so you just got to absorb all of the enemies to get the cool stats right but then every single time you do it's too high a level for me to eat I'm like well then what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> get out of here it shouldn't be this hard for me to I catch just never you to learn used to move I was like yeah yeah no seriously there's a reason why like I feel like It's one of the worst examples of a blue mage character. Like, I mean, it's not done very well in any of the games. I feel like it's a very weak point in the Final Fantasy games. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, but Nine was good. Overall, I liked it. I liked the additional. Mechanics. Like every single game has additional mechanics. Think about the train on eight. Yeah. Where you're walking across a train. Um and then, you know, this one you had the play where you had to fight each other and then yeah. you have different mechanics. Like all those little mini game things I think are fun. Um nine had good ones. I didn't like try monster, whatever card, the card. game. card. I, I like know. the
0: eight card game, triple triad. Triple triad. I didn't like the But that card- was
1: Final Fantasy Eight, right? Yeah, that was eight. That one worked way better than nines. Nines it was okay, but even when if you had the right stats on your on your side, the randomizer on it was too was too crazy for me. I like I even even when I felt like I'm like, this is a solid win. Suddenly all of these cards would be switched. I'm like, well, all right, fuck me. That didn't work. I, I hated it. Did you play Legend of Dragoon? Yes. Yes. Oh my okay, actually I'm playing through it again on my Vita. Right now? Right now. That game does it hold up well? I remember loving it, but I've only played um, it the one time. Okay. The gameplay, like the combat mechanics, where it's you're like a t- quick time, like, like rhythm, it. yeah, dude, still fun, still engaging. Um, the storyline, eh, it, it it didn't age well, like most PS1 games. Um, the the animations when you transform into a Dragoon, still cool. Um, the button mashing for like certain certain boosts and stuff works okay, but overall, it's pretty fun. Like I, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm about twenty hours in. Yeah. I do remember, so obviously Aerith was the first
0: like big game death that actually was permanent. I remember yeah. being exposed to. But the guy that's... Lambert. Lambert. Like, Lambert, the, the green dragon. The green guy. He ends yeah. up dying and gets replaced. And I remember that yeah. being like,
1: he's dead? He's actually dead dead? Yeah, yeah like he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's weird is that Aer- Aerith didn't really hit me that hard. Really? I, mean, I think it's because... You it, played 8 already, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I played 8, but I mean... it. it I didn't have that same connection as most people to seven. I think that's why, and so and also Tifa was my girl from the jump. She's way hotter, and also she had a badass overdrive, man. Yeah, like that overdrive was awesome. I loved her overdrive. So I was like, all right, well, can I have a weak ass healer or a badass brawler? Yeah. I'm gonna pick the brawler, you know. So yeah, Lambert, yeah, yeah, his his was hard. Yeah, Legend of Dracoon, I remember.
0: Loving it because it kind of had that Power Rangers feel. Yeah. Like they, they turn into the, drag, the dragon armor. And then as you level up and you raise your dragon armor, your armor would get bigger. Yeah. Your animations would cooler, get cooler. Cooler attacks yeah. and stuff. Uh, Parasite Eve 1 and 2. Ooh. Money. Money, First money, to money. bring up those.
1: Dude. Those yeah. were weird, freaky games for me as a kid. Yeah. Yeah but I did learn that mitochondria are very important. And if they evolve, (laughs) we're going to be in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Some like really bad, poorly constructed science, but yes, (laughs) yes. I remember like I, so on my Vita dude, it's just a retro machine. Like I don't play any modern Vita games, but that is like probably the best retro machine you can get. Honestly, I recommend anybody buy a Vita, hack it and then mod it. And then literally there's your PlayStation library, In a handheld, you can take anywhere. And everything plays natively smoothly. And then you can throw anything else on there. So I have on there Silent Hill 1. I have Legend of Dragoon. Parasite Eve 1 and 2. Final Fantasy 8. And then I've got Final Fantasy 10 on there. I've got Final Fantasy Tactics on there. So pretty much, it sits by my bedside. And when I can't sleep... I toss that on. Up. Yeah, that's my go-to. So, yeah, man, Parasite Eve one and two is awesome, and that that's what I have on there too. And uh, Harvest Moon is on there of all things. Harvest Moon was on PlayStation. Yeah, man, they have think That must there. be
0: getting confused. There's another. Maybe I'm getting confused with Animal Crossing. Which Animal is Crossing a,
1: came out on sixty-four Nintendo. in Japan, and GameCube was the first release internationally. So, but Harvest Moon was, like, an iteration before. It's the same kind of idea, but you inherit your father's or grandfather's farm, and you have to do that. My wife was addicted to Harvest Moon 64, but I got it on PlayStation, and I tried it. It's fun. I mean, it's a farming simulator, and that's not usually my go-to, but Animal Crossing fucks my shit up. I love that game.
0: What other PS1 games stick out?
1: Um, Shit. PS1? I don't know if I got any more off the top of my head. If I have one, I'll call it out. But, I mean, also, PS1 was the first one that suddenly, like, there's multiple discs. This thing spans. Yeah. It's like it's like a gigantic thing. Um, like when they did the remake of Final Fantasy IV and they attached it to Chrono Chrono. Trigger. Yes, what
0: was that called? Final Fantasy Anthology.
1: Yeah, something like and that. It had Chrono Trigger. That one was a dope yes. combo, but that came in super late in the late, in yeah. that generation. Because that generation was like the first generation. They're like, hey, we're gonna keep on producing for this one, but we're also gonna release a PS2. You know, and so Nightmare Creatures, that was another one on there. Yeah, um, Yeah, I think that's about it. Because I remember Nightmare Creatures fucked my shit up. That was, that was pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. So you, then, but it sounds like during that time you got a 64. Yeah, dude. I switched back and forth a lot. So I traded my PlayStation to my buddy for a 64. And I got Goldeneye, Gauntlet. Ooh, Gauntlet. Yeah. Gauntlet 64. Which First one to bring, the, again, arcade back to the... Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And that one was cool because there was a lot of unlockable stuff. Not unlockable, but just like a lot of stuff you could do with it because you could get all the keys. You get all the, uh, like, tomes. Like, was it the, the tomes that you could get? Little, like, um, things. And I, it was just fun because you had different classes. Everybody could be a warrior or they could be a mage or whatever. That one was good. Um, Jet Force Gemini. That one was was, good That
0: that one's come up a bunch
1: Yeah, Resident Evil 2 on that I played it on both of them Yes, and I played on both But the 64 version I liked
0: the most I thought it was a better
1: Yeah, I felt like it was uh, was weird to get into it But once you did, I thought it was good Doom 64 Yeah, Yeah, I remember Doom
0: 64 I, I, I was reading, I had EGM for sure at this point And I remember them showing screenshots before it came out And the big selling point was When you got up close to the sprites They weren't pixelated but, but they, they got, were, yeah, yeah. but they weren't pixelated. <laughs> they, this at the less, time less pixelated. The they same were, way Doom was, yeah, because they had like kind of like a filter over them. There was like a sh- a shading of some sort. Of like yeah, that. yeah, and some I, shit. That I just remember thinking like, oh, the sixty. And it was all, like you said, it's one of the few more adult
1: games that came out on sixty four. Yeah, you know, another one, Turok. Turok. Turok and Turok two. C- Seeds of, blood seeds of evil seeds of evil yeah man oh, those turok. were those where you had like all those weird guns the guns the burrower one where you'd shoot it it would go into the ground and then it would go up the person burrow through their skull <laughs> and they would just shake and then their head would explode <laughs> best fucking gun ever yeah oh my god yeah i remember playing turok and i'm like this is pretty gory but i'm Technically, fucking up dinosaurs. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. they're there are not some humans human. in there. Yeah, th- eventually there are humans, but you're sure first fighting those weird half dinosaur, half human. But also, do you remember the multiplayer on Turok? I never played multiplayer oh, on Oh, dude, you could do four player, just like Goldeneye, right? But then you could also do ones where it was everybody has a gun and is fighting, but you're a monkey that's super fast and they're trying to kill you. So you're literally just this monkey. And you're running around trying to avoid everyone else who has a gun. And it was like a timer-based one. Like, could you survive? Whoever survived the longest. And it would switch to another random person.
0: I didn't even know that. Oh, that man. might be because we've talked about asymmetrical multiplayer games in yeah. a, on other episodes. And someone brought up, like, Halo. You could be a zombie on one of the Halos, which I never played. Like, Halo 3, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, and that's, that's when they started the- with...
0: First asymmetrical multiplayer game because like evolve came out and you'd have like these games where Man. one person's a monster and then you have four evolve. Ugh, I got that launch, but dude, I
1: did too. And then it, it died so it died. fast.
0: But I didn't know that in Turok, so that might now be f- the might've... earliest memory because you you f- it's where you have
1: asymmetrical meaning the monkey can't kill anybody, but he's really fast. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, yeah. I remember that one. Like I, that might have been one of the first ones. Because ah evolve my heart oh that sucked because I I got it launched too and then nobody played
0: it I went I got evolve because I went to e three I went to e three three years and one of the years is when right before evolve came out and their e three showing was amazing yeah the hype was amazing they had the monster like a probably like a twenty five thirty foot recreation of the monster standing I waited in line to play it I ran into like some famous journalists like Jason Schreier. Uh, what's the guy, Brian Crescenti? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I talked to them, and I'm like, oh, the is going to be awesome. And I bought it when it came out, and it just, for some
1: reason, didn't stick. It was a great idea. The idea was cool, but I feel like the execution of it, dude, it was just too repetitive, man. Like, even when they started coming out with new monsters, nobody cared by then. Like, because it it's cool, cool, I'm the monster. But then, like, even at, at launch... People already had a locked in. You can't be the monster. Like, there's an easy way to defeat the monster if we get to him by this point. If, if you we get, get to, him to him before he gets too powerful, exactly. Yeah. So everyone knew just from the jump. Instead of us going to get boosts or setting traps or whatever, just rush him. Just rush him. And if we can get to him before he can get to level two or three, we got him. And literally, that's that was just the that game was the mechanic. Whole game. And yeah. so yeah, so it was just it was just it was a great idea. I feel like kind of poorly executed, but that, that's too far ahead. That's too far ahead. Sixty four. Um, 64, besides Turok, Goldeneye, obviously. Goldeneye and Mario 64 were, like, bread and butter. What's
0: your best Goldeneye multiplayer story, like, craziest thing that happened? Okay, like? so
1: <laughs> I remember playing, and I remember playing with a kid, and he did the dual controller movement. Did you ever see that? So the different types of controller abilities, right? So he did the dual controller, uh, like, movement on single player. And I remember trying to simulate that by switching to – because you had, like, five different controller options, right? So you had the one where you can move around left and right, and then you use the C stick. The C stick, yeah. Yeah, and then you had the one where the C stick was actually the movement, and then you were able to aim with that one. I actually had a competition one time because my buddy's like, don't move with the joystick. Move with the C buttons and then use the joystick to aim. You'll get faster because it did make you faster. And I remember playing we had a competition that was done through our, our church ward like and it was actually Golden of all things because that was a big thing. They were trying to connect with the kids, you know yeah but they were like, cool, if you can do this, then we'll actually like whoever wins, there'll actually be a money pot plus like we'll throw in a, a church t-shirt or some shit. And I remember specifically going through and I remember I was like, I'm getting that money. So I can get Resident Evil 2. That was the goal. <laughs> and, dude, I cleaned house. I remember, like, it, was, it wasn't even, like, fun anymore. I was that asshole kid who was so good that people were, like. It wasn't even a competition. Yeah, yeah. And it was at the stake center. It was at the, the church center, and everybody's, like, lined up. And I'm just sitting there being this asshole. And, dude, no, I cleaned up. And, it, and from that church fund, I was able to buy Resident Evil 2. Yeah, that was probably my best one. But then also just all the late nights, man. That was like the go-to party game. Was it was that one? Smash Bros, the very first one. That was the first time that you saw like Mario being kind of a dick and like it being kind yeah, of like kind of like not like heavy, but just like wow, it's just a fighting game.
0: And it was a, a completely different formula for a fighting game. And it was brilliant. It was brilliant. That had I mean now that formula has been copied a little bit with some other games but really the smash formula is still just the smash formula yeah
1: i mean you had playstation all stars -Stars, which was a fun game which was fun
0: there's a turtles
1: game that had the similar yeah tmt something they have a few of them but you have to have a solid roster and honestly them getting so many characters from different areas i think really sold it and then every single time they had a sequel, they just added more and more to that yeah. roster. And now it's just this behemoth, you know? It's crazy. But, yeah, I remember playing Smash for the first time. And also, the single player was interesting. They had all those different levels where you I had to I never did the single player. You What?! I'm not in Smash.
0: I never oh actually – that's one of the weird ones where people say I never played 7. I never played – I never owned Smash on 64. I just
1: played at a friends wow. casually. Okay. So there was actually like to unlock characters, you'd do single player. But also they had like things where I remember playing with Pikachu and you had this specific obstacle course for Pikachu. So it's boost because Pikachu can do that lightning move, right? Yeah. So they had ones where it's like you have to hit targets and you're trying to hit the targets and hit all of them around this obstacle course before the time runs out. And each one is a little bit different. But I remember Pikachu specifically, you had to use a lightning move to move in this direction. And you couldn't get past this one move, this one area, without using his specialty move. They had all different types of ones like that. For each character? Yeah, for each character. And it made it interesting. And they had different boosts. And then you had Mario and Metal Mario and all these other ones. I mean, it was a cool game. And it was one of those ones, like, a lot of fighting games don't have a lot of interest outside of... Just the fighting mechanic. But yeah. it, I think it had a lot of variety. And they had the trophies. Before trophies were a thing. You could That's collect, true. You could collect that all might the figures. Be the first, I mean, that might
0: be the first trophies. Yeah,
1: like you could collect trophies. When you unlocked a character, you unlocked a trophy with it and stuff. I mean, Yeah. Yeah, man. Because I don't remember trophies until like,
0: not even the Xbox, maybe 360. You start getting trophies. Yeah, yeah. I mean for like achievements
1: in games. Yeah, I mean but those were like official, they're attached to a gamer score. But before that I can't remember a game before. I don't
0: that that might be that might be the first trophies. Yeah, man. What else on sixty four? Sixty four? That's a good question, man. Sixty four seems to be a little bit. More common, people bring up 64 Mario, yeah. Smash, yeah. Ocarina of Time, which you didn't play. I didn't which play is Ocarina weird. or Majora's Mask, so I can nix those. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are the big three. Jet Force Gemini has come up. Star Fox
1: 64 comes up. Okay, I did play Star Fox. That was actually one of the first games I owned. And I remember beating it in like four hours. It's kind of short. It's so short. I remember like people were like, you got to get Star Fox. I didn't realize you had to get it for multiplayer. Um, most of my childhood, it was like just me playing video games after a certain age. And so I always like, that's why I'm probably more attracted towards uh, character yeah. solo style games, RPG, stuff like that. And so I remember getting that and I was like, cool, I'm going to play this all the time. And then I'm like, I'm going to have this big, long storyline and I beat it the first night and I'm like, well, shit. I'm like, I, don't have, I have friends come over maybe one day a week, and I'm like, and this game wasn't good enough for me to play again. So I immediately traded it with a buddy to get a different game. I can't remember what I got, but it sucked even worse. Oh, I remember what it was. It was fucking Superman 64. That is... Oh, I got the worst trade <laughs> deal It is ever. one of the
0: worst video games ever created. A
1: hundred percent. And I, I traded for it. Because I was like, I like Superman the show. This will be dope. I got robbed. That game uh, sucks really bad. It was it was unplayable, unplayable. Like at least at my game, I rented level. it and yeah, I took
0: it back. I didn't even because you get three days or five days. At, oh yeah, yeah. It was like three I took days. it back before it, my time
1: was up. <laughs> like that's it's how much, so bad. I don't yeah. even want it in the house anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, going back. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do this once. Go back to the SNES, uh, Maximum Carnage. Spider-Man, that game was fucking dope. Yes. That was that was like the best solid beat-em-up for Marvel on SNES for sure. I'm, yeah, no one's brought that up. I
0: remember that because Carnage was a scarier version of Venom. Yeah. It's like an
1: actual killer it, yeah, that got yeah, yeah.
0: the symbiote and
1: yeah, – Yeah, his name was like Cassidy, something Cassidy. And Cassidy, he's, yeah. He's, he's a serial killer. The symbiote attracted like, – But it's, it's different it. than the Venom symbiote. Yeah, because Venom was attracted, attracted to the Flash and he – Flash Gordon something – Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brock. Brock. Yeah, Gordon Brock, but they call him Flash. Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And so he was attracted, like Venom attracted to him, but he wasn't like inherently evil most of the time. But Carnage was the first character they're like, holy shit, he's murdering people. He's evil. And even that, that was when Venom actually teamed up with Spider-Man to stop him. So Maximum Carnage was dope.
0: Oh, that makes me... Did you play... I don't think it was on SNES, but on Genesis. Uh, Splatterhouse. Oh, oh yeah. Splatterhouse! That game was scary. scary as shit. So I don't remember if it was. I know there was three Splatterhouses. Yes, I don't remember which one I got. They're all the same. You get possessed by this mask, Then you save your girlfriend. And you save the girl. You're going. You're trying to save your girlfriend. And you go into this haunted house. Well, the, I think it's three, and you don't save the girl. The very first level, you get to the end boss, and the end boss is f- for the level is in this room with like broken up bodies arms and limbs and torsos and it's eating people and what? it's eating your wife. What? Like, you don't save her. And he like you see him like rip her body in half and bite her head and like this. Oh my god. And I remember just being like, "What?" And then the rest of the game the mask tells you like someone created these demons and it's re- it's a revenge game. So you're just there to just fuck to shit To revenge. Up. Okay. And every as every, as you get farther into the game the mask possesses you more. And it talks to you. So every time you beat a level, you go up the stairs. Like you're doing like a tower, I think. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You go yeah. up the stairs. It's a tower and, one. And the mask talks to you. And the higher, the farther you get, the more you realize like the mask isn't there to help you either. It's using so, you. It's trying to get something out of you too. And that game freaked me out.
1: Okay. I remember specifically like you're a
0: hulking like 300. Well, you can. Dude, yeah. And you're
1: this big ass dude. But it was still scary. Yeah. Like that was one of the most
0: graphic games for the time. Definitely. Like, like I may be this big badass wrestling looking guy but it was still scary but you got cool
1: weapons you got machetes you yep. got chains on shit it was cool but it was like it was a scary game like the, the theme as a whole in every single iteration
0: of it was pretty fucked up actually. it is that's what I'm saying think about it. I'm like man you're possessed by a demon mask who's taking your soul but you don't care cuz you just want to get revenge on your wife being eaten alive It's, it's insane. That's (laughs) That's some dark stuff, stuff. but it's all pixelated graphics. So I guess, yeah. yeah. It's
1: like like that, that's right next to Sonic 2 on. (laughs) That's that's weird. Sonic or
0: Splatterhouse.
1: And once again, that was before ESRB. Yeah. Some kids like, oh, hockey. And he just walks out with it. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was really a turkey
0: shoot back then. So you went to 64. 64. And and then you went to PS2. And then, yeah, I
1: went to PS2, so. Weird, weird story. Somehow, I was dating a girl older than me when PS2 came out, and she bought it for me. And the very first two games I got with it were Jack and Daxter and Final Fantasy X.
0: So it had been out for a little bit.
1: It had been out for like a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. I got those two, and yeah, Jack and Daxter is still my favorite 3D platformers. That game is smooth today, even as it was back in the day. The remaster is literally, or, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a remaster. It's just a new skin. It's just HD graphics. Still a solid game. Anything from Naughty Dog though. Is really
0: I never cool. played Jackson Dexter's. People dude. People get mad at me for like that. Any? Like, if you ever want to play like, a good platformer, I'm talking
1: the same level as like, Mario and stuff. Dude, that one is smooth as shit. It is amazing. But that and Final Fantasy X, given. <sighs>
0: yeah, I, know. I, know. <sighs> I, knew, I knew this was going to come up. It's so this, do you still consider it the greatest Final Fantasy? Yeah, yeah Oof. it's there, man. It's there. <sighs> Here's the thing: what, what, which one do you think is better? Like, give me an eight. Eight is better. Yeah, okay. because there's no fucking Titus. Okay. That's dressed in fucking overalls with one strap off. <laughs> even it as. Uh. Really, so I, yeah, yeah. I, I like to talk shit on Ten. I played Ten, and I was blown away. Obviously, it was another leap in graphics. Voicing for the, first time. the voicing was for the first time. That was I was blown away that there was voices. But even when I played it, some of the voice, even though I was younger, was a little cheesy. But his voice, I know people say Titus's voice pisses him off. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that till I played it again later. When I first played it, I didn't care, but I hated, I hated that I didn't think the main character was cool. I thought. But that wasn't the first time the main character wasn't cool. Look, Cloud's pretty cool. Squall's pretty cool. Zidane's pretty cool. Okay,
1: you want to go further back, though? You want
0: to go further back there? Cecil's pretty cool. Martz. Martz. Who? What's the number five? Final Fantasy v. What, five. What? Five? Is it Bartz? Uh, did I play that one? So I played the first one, I played two, which was four. Two was four, yeah, yeah. And that's Cecil. That's Cecil. And then I think I played three. I don't think I played five. Okay. So that would probably be why.
1: Titus is a a bitch. He's a bitch and a half. One hundo, okay? On that, okay? But Orin is the baddest motherfucker ever. Okay? He is. And so if you're going to be like, hey, it's not a badass main character. Agreed. Okay? But I feel like it had one of the best summoning systems ever. Yes. Because those creatures had their own systems. You could buff them. You could unlock you can unlock new magic abilities. They can learn all the black magic abilities. And you could actually buff them out with, with items and stuff. Um and then also you had Lulu, which was one hundred percent my crush right then. And like but Orin was a badass character. Each one had a proper class in my mind. And dude, it was one of the most beautiful games ever on PlayStation 2. The visually it was absolutely stunning. The opening Blitzball cinematic. Oh, my God. With the that, metal music and everything? Yeah. yeah. That
0: was amazing. Uh, I loved – so what I did like about it, the idea of sin in this like recurring cycle. Yeah. And the, like you have this whole religion and it's just gone on for thousands of years and you keep doing it and that you end up being sucked into this world but it's actually time travel. Yeah. And then you never really existed
1: when you beat it and you kind of disappear. Yeah. I, that was all really cool. And, and it's so very JRPG. It's like so it was, It's right in the middle of that, you know? Because once again, it's, what, it, what is the biggest creature that's terrifying people? It's a big fucking whale. It's a floating whale that, does, that just fucks shit up. It's with, like a demon whale. Yeah, it's yeah. a demon whale that drops literally shrimp that are the size of a chocobo. And it's it is true. It's a big ass shrimp that's attacking a full size chocobo knight. Like that like it's it's weird. It's but... a little weird. But I, I hated
0: that Titus was a I just really hated his clothing and his art direction. Fair. I
1: hated the little It had a very unique art direction that either you loved or you hated. You and honestly, hated. even me, I only liked certain parts of it and the later hosen look was not one of them. I'll yeah. agree with that.
0: And then the other guy, Waka, the baseball Waka? player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was cheesy. I think her name is Riku, the little yeah, yeah. She was, the, she was the tech girl. One. Yeah. Didn't like her. I did like you. No, one, you didn't like anybody. No wonder you didn't like I, the game. I, but I did like Oren. Oren is why I beat you, that game. You can't not like Oren.
1: You can't not, you can't like, not like him. He's so badass, he low-keys that he's actually dead the entire time. Yes. Like, how badass are you that you're like, just so you know, I'm immortal? That's the first thing I would say <laughs> if I was dead, right? But he's like, that's just a detail. On top of everything else. And he doesn't even actually care to fight fully until he takes his sleeve out. And then he's yes. like, all right, now I'm going to fuck shit now up. I'm gonna, oh, my yes. God. He has so many badass levels. He's, like, not that deep of a character. He's very just a, I'm a protector and I'm a vengeful. I have a, a mission. To, yeah, 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 exactly. But just the fact that he's like, my level one badassness is me in a sling and I'm just going to do shit, right? And then my level two badass is, okay, all right, I'm going to get this arm out. Level three is like, okay, I'm going to spit literally... Alcohol onto my my sword and make it suddenly this status ailment sword yeah. and then like level four I was dead the entire time bitch I'm just helping your ass <laughs> I'm out like somehow a ghost that yeah physically I'm, still exists yeah literally he died and went nah I'm good I'm gonna keep on living <laughs> straight up he was murdered and he's like no not for me I'm, I'm gonna keep on living I'm gonna keep living yeah I, I made a promise to some other. Sports douche that came out before me. All right, I'll help your little. That's true.
0: They were both douches.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Jack was straight up a dick. No, like, like I can see why he has daddy issues. Like, Jack didn't have any redeeming qualities whatsoever. Uh, Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I. You're right. You're right. If you don't like the characters. I can totally get it. Now, one thing, like as much as I love Ten, I even have a part of my tattoo that has a piece, just like a weird, obscure piece from Ten in it. Um, as much as I love it, the dialogue—it's the first time they had spoken dialogue, right? And there are some parts that are amazing, but there are some parts of the spoken dialogue, the so written lines that are bad. Now, here's a weird thing in in I don't know if it's translation or what, but in the english translation of the dialogue they use you know as an ending to a sentence on easily hundreds to a thousand lines in there so people are like but it's important to me you know and i'm like that doesn't i hadn't thought about that if you ever go back and play it it's gonna stick out like a sore thumb (laughs) because i play it and i'm like don't fucking say ah you said it (laughs) But this is really important to us, you know. But she might die, you know. But we got to get there, you know. I'm like, who wrote this? I get so annoyed. But That's a good point. Yeah, man. And uh, now that you said
0: it, I do, I can remember one scene where they say, you know. There's that one famous scene, the Titus laugh scene, mm-hmm. that people always make fun of. Again, I didn't bother me until I played it a second or third time later. It's cringy. It's it just is cringy. cringy. <laughs>
1: like, the idea behind it is is pure like because like the entire idea is like hey we're just gonna like we literally it's such a shitty situation that we just got to pretend like it's okay that's the idea behind that scene right but then how that translated oh it's bad even even the voice artist who did it uh james arnold taylor the voice of titus he's like it just it just didn't work He's like, it's one of those things. I wonder that,
0: how it feels to be him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: well, let's see. He's also the voice of Johnny Tess. He's the voice of Obi-Wan on uh, I didn't on that. the 3D kids one. What is it? Oh, Clone Wars? Clone Wars, yeah. He's the voice of Obi-Wan. He's, he's the voice of uh, Barney. Not Barney. Uh, Fred Flintstone. Dude, he has so many voiceover credits under his belt. That's a, it's that's okay. a drop in the bucket. Yeah. I met him, though, and he's a fucking cool guy. So I met him, and I told him, like, hey, I actually met my wife because of Final Fantasy X. Like, so this little unit we have right here might not have happened if my wife didn't love Final Fantasy X the same way I did. He's like, that's awesome. And then he, like, actually put that on his blog and shit. And then he signed one of the prints that I designed just for me. I don't even sell it. I did a Final Fantasy X print. He signed it for me. And then I lost it when I moved. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, that sucks. So I'm like, I'll just go get him to sign it. I'll get him to sign another one. So I printed another one out. And I walked up to him like, hey. I had you sign this before. He's like, yeah, you and your daughter and your wife. He totally fucking remembered everything. Wow. Yeah. It had been two years since I had seen him. And he's like, oh yeah, you guys met because of the game. He's like, he's like, yeah, totally. I'll sign this. Like, wait, did you pay? I'm like, yeah, I paid for an autograph so you could sign again. It's like, No, no, no. I'm not going to pay for this. Give him his money back. And he signed it again. And he's like, cool. Do you want a photo? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I I tell that story all the time. So even more so, I'm even more sold on 10. So the fact that your family started because
0: of 10, I'll give you that. And it's not that bad. I just like to shit on it between you and I because we, yeah. And honestly, you have valid points. 100% you have valid points. It was a at the same time though it was visually and scope-wise a next level in the, it But it but it's like 7 that way yeah, like that, yes like
1: it was it was the
0: beginning of that and Cuz I think 12 is better 12 yeah. I wanna I would say for me it goes 8
1: 12 7 or 8 12 9 7 See, maybe I couldn't even get into 12 really I, I was the story didn't draw me in the it was beautiful and they did way better on the voice acting but I I remember specifically I'm like I'm not connecting with any of this. I'm not connecting with the story. That's I'm not so connecting weird, with any of
0: it. Th- th- I think that's one of the best – well, sort of. So the problem was – 12 was originally – do you remember Balf- Balfair? Balfair. Balfair. The, the Sky Pirate? Yeah, yeah. He was a – the game was really about him. And when you, when you when the game ends, you realize like, oh, this was actually about him and his her- his heritage and political intrigue. But they didn't think – They got cold feet because, like, well, we've always had sort of a prepubescent boy yeah, as the main character. Yeah,
1: and Vaughn was a bitch, too. And he was a
0: bitch, too. Vaughn was a bitch, too. They made Vaughn to be the new replacement main character because they got cold feet
1: with Balthier. Oh, if they had led with Balthier, that would have been... Badass. It would have been way better because he was one of the most interesting characters. He was the best character. Yeah, who was the soldier? That was Bosch. Bash, Bosch. Yeah, Bosch. Bosch. Whatever, whatever yeah. you pronounce it. He he could have been cool too. He, he could was kind of like the new Oren. He was kind of like that. that he same was area. similar. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. But literally, I remember like the character that I connected with with, with Baltier. Yeah, because he was the most interesting. He had character. Yeah. Von was just this blank slate, and he was just kind of there like I didn't I didn't nothing drew me to him and out of all the characters he was I thought he was probably the weakest link like even even Fran was more interesting to Fran me Fran was
0: and that's the difference between 10 and 12 where 12 and 10 for me because I hated both the main characters they were both bitches yeah but I kind of liked every I really loved Bosh, I really, really love Balthier, I like Fran, and even the her Penelope, the girl, she was not that, for the girl character, I thought she was less annoying than Riku. Sure. Whereas Final Fantasy X, I liked Orin, and I liked Lulu's boobs, and that was about it. It's a lot to like, though. <laughs> there's, there's quite a bit there to like. If a lot if to she like. Didn't, I wasn't into the gothic belt like oh, that, that,
1: I was all about it, man. Like, why do you need hit 70 r- belts? Because it worked for Adam. That's the new one was in the art <laughs> direction. They wrote, you know what? This isn't going to work for everybody, but there's this guy in Utah. He's technically 14. <laughs> he's going to love these belts. And this is, he's going to be all about it. Because it was, it, was like, it was that weird when goth was almost Emo almost and goth, goth was cool. in. Yeah, yeah like, a, it was in the middle of goth, but it was like... We don't know what's going to happen later, but we feel like belts are going to be really important. And uh, it worked for me. But no, I get you. To
0: be fair, didn't Squall have two belts? Squall had a cross cross cross
1: belt, and then he had a mid-drift leather jacket with fur. With fur, which is pretty bad. Like, Here's the thing. I remember seeing it. I'm like, that's a girl's jacket, but you're rocking the shit out of it. But you have (laughs) a gun blade as well. And gun blades are way cooler than a buster sword. I'm going to call that out right now. That's true.
0: I agree, too. The buster sword, I remember seeing it like, that's really big. But even as a young kid, but you couldn't actually swing that. Like, that would weigh 2,000 pounds if yeah. the sword was that yeah. big. But then I guess Cloud is like this mako and super soldier, yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe that works.
1: But still, like, that was very anime for the yes. time. Oversized sword. Orin carried it, too. But I remember Squall and that opening cinematic with... When the, they fight it, with Seifer. Oh, my God. That he one. He slices the face. Yeah, they the, both do. He slices yeah. it, the blood, and then Squall comes up with that other side swipe. Oh, man. That... That was money for me. Cinematics were,
0: yeah. So in 10, again, 10, the cinematics and 10 were the next level. I talked about this with another guest. At the time, there wasn't a lot of really high-quality 3D animation. And really, JRPGs... They were was leading the, it. They were the leader of the pack. Yeah. That was the leader of the pack. You yeah. had... Do you remember the show Reboot? Yeah, I remember so there Reboot. There was like Reboot. Beast
1: Wars, there's a few things. And here's the thing, Beast Wars looked really good for the time. For the time. But Reboot did not. Reboot looks Rebo- so bad when you see oh, it now. If you look at it now, it is rough. It is
0: so rough. And, they, and none of those were came even even close to the cinematics in,
1: our, in JRPG well, games. yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at, especially in the PS2 era, that's when suddenly, like, holy shit, this is, like, if you were to compare it to something um, in, in America, it'd be like Toy Story level. That's where it was at. Oh, hold on one second I think I oh, know it's working I didn't
0: see any talking to your mic testing okay.
1: testing it just froze for a second we're Terrifying. still working I'll okay. cut that out yeah mm-hmm. so like I think like that was the first time you saw Toy Story level graphics like holy shit this is intricate yeah. you saw it different like in like I'm gonna go back to 10 but like you see him sitting waiting for the blitzball tournament to start he's in this glowing pool of water it's yes. real water you see hit, you see like glistening drips yep. coming out. You're like holy shit. There's the actual s- singular hairs and shit. It's it was crazy. What's the girl's name Yuna? Yuna. The scene where they kiss in like the the, the water. lake. Oh yeah yeah. That was like or the animation was amazing. When she's doing the sending and she's going yes. up that wave and like you're seeing all the fireflies like dude that shit was amazing for the time. And that was like the the beginning of them doing Final Fantasy Spirits Within. They're like we can actually make this into <gasps> a movie. I forgot about that. I can't believe you brought it up. Spirits Within? Dude, it's amazing. I loved that movie. Like I was sad that it wasn't more Final Fantasy based, yes. but it was beautiful and I own it and I am I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, Keep people shit
0: <laughs> my dad actually went to the theaters to watch it with me because he was curious cuz he, he so my dad hated video games. I spent too much time playing them, but he was curious about graphics tech. And so I would show him cutscenes for new games. Yeah. And he had seen 10. He had seen 12, I think. And he knew it was the same company. And he he was like, I've never – at the time, he was really curious because he loved the movie The Abyss. Okay. Remember that? And the the alien had like – there was like one of the earlier computer-generated. Terminator 2 had that similar kind of liquid effect. Yeah, yeah. And he was, I want to see these guys. I know I know it's going to be cheesy and lame, but I also know that these
1: Japanese people have the best computer Their animation. animation. Be so he took me to see it in the theaters, and it blew both of us away. Dude, and that was the first time – so you know what the Uncanny Valley is, right? Yeah. So that was the first time that I feel like they successfully moved past the Uncanny Valley – to an extent, the Uncanny Valley is still there. When you when, watch it back now, it's it's more noticeable. But, but at, at the time, time yeah, you're like that is as real as it has ever been to a real human talking. I remember, I think it's Sid, the older guy. He looked the most
0: realistic. Yeah. And he moved the most realistic. Yeah,
1: and there were a few times like I mean, you had the weird flowy hair and shit, but there were times in that where you looked and you're like. Oh wow, that's that's actually graphics. Like it almost took me I thought it was real for a split second. Yes. There were a few moments like that. Like that I mean but that was the first time that it really pushed that Uncanny Valley for sure in film, I think. That was crazy. Did you see uh Fifteen Kingsglave? Yes.
0: Loved it. That yeah. had the same effect years later. I'm like yeah. and now at this point there is a lot of good C G in Hollywood. Yes. But a lot of th- a lot of times it's like you have real actors. There's Other than like Pixar movies, which are full CG, but they have a different art style, yeah. cartoony, Kingsglaive was like, man, they could do a full CG movie. Yeah. Because th- there was moments where – what's the main character's name? He's got the I short I can't
1: name. remember, but yeah, I know who you're talking there about. There
0: were moments where the same thing. I'm like, I can't believe this is not a real actor. Yeah. There are certain sequences
1: where – I mean, obviously, y- it's mocap and stuff too, yeah. but it's still like – it was so close. So and close. so much detail. Like when Last of Us came out, that was like – I just want to watch a movie of this. I could watch a full movie of the CG, the the acting, the motion capture, the way that they did the animation with the facial animation. It was watching a real person in my mind so many times. You know, dude, the opening scene to Last of Us, oh.
0: one of, and have, have you replayed it now that you have a kid, dude?
1: I I already had a kid. You already when, had, a kid. Already had oh, a kid. so you, my heart, man. Yeah. Oh my god, I cried like a bitch. I'm not even going to pretend. Like I, I played, <laughs> I played the cinematic and like. And like when you got to the cinematic title intro after it, I was like, Oh my god. Like I actually had tears. I'm like, what just happened? Yes. Greatest introductory oh to a game I think ever. It pulls you in so quickly because it goes from that lighthearted, okay, this is a weird thing, okay, you're a dad, whatever. But then you could just see the emotional and and like the the theme turn like just so quickly. And then suddenly you're like, Oh fuck. And just how, like, almost it was – since you were going from the perspective of his daughter and you don't know what's going on. in the way that they were portraying it in the car and everything. Yeah. And you're just seeing elements of it. You're seeing – Some seeing, zombies break out. You're seeing some stuff on fire. You're seeing him avoiding helping people. You're like, what the fuck is going she, on?
0: She asked she – asked, for those who don't know this game, it's about a zombie oh, outbreak post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Starts out, you play as this little girl. As the zombie outbreak starts happening, her yeah. dad and her uncle come in and you're in the car, you're trying to escape the city, and there's a scene where, like, you don't stop to help somebody. Yeah. And she's, she's like, Dad, like you we normally, you normally would people. do this. Why yeah. are we not helping them?
1: Yeah, and and you see that she's just as confused, and she is the she is your guide into the world, to the world. the world setting. But like before that, you're you're just with your dad, and you're helping him out, and I think you give him a birthday gift, right? Yeah. But then suddenly he wakes you up in the middle of the night, and he's like, "We gotta go!" And suddenly. You realize that this is going to be the theme of the game, and you realize that it's going to be about survival, and you're going to have to make hard choices and all that stuff. And the way that they introduced it all the way through that intro was just so amazingly done. Amazingly. Spoiler alert. He plays Uh, the girl, and she
0: dies. Yeah. And that's like the opening. And she doesn't even die by a zombie. She gets killed by a soldier
1: doing quarantine yeah who's who's trying to follow orders while her dad tries to save her and then he she dies oh, in I'm his arms just thinking about yeah it. Like, man like like and he's oh. he's like begging for her to not be dead oh my god yeah seriously like no i had a kid she was like maybe two at the time dude i no, it ruined me and i was like this game is going to be in my top 10 for life easily and it is it still is yeah it's one yeah. of yeah the-
0: it's one of the, and then the next scene is thirty years later or something. Yeah, it's like twenty years 20, later, or and something you just like that. see he's, him, and he's grumpy and, and weathered, he's dead inside. And you already and you, know, like I kind of already know what's been going on the last twenty years yeah. without you having to tell me.
1: Yeah, you can tell that he, you can tell that he's just yeah, he he's he's a completely different person. You can tell that after that he changed as a person, and he made bad decisions and hard decisions, and he became very much more. Very much more numb to a lot of different things, and then yeah. the ending spoiler alert, again. He
0: he's attached to this new sort of surrogate daughter. Yes, and she has the ability to
1: basically she has the cure. Yeah, she right? she's she, immune to the she's zombie immune virus. To the zombie virus, and so the entire game arc is you trying to get her to a facility that they can reverse they can engineer reverse a engineer a cure. But you don't realize that for them to do that, they have to kill her. They have to kill her. And so you have to make that decision. So he makes the decision to this time save the daughter that he couldn't save he before. He couldn't save the first time. Fuck the human race. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: saving my daughter. I'm not going to have this I'm happen saving again. saving my daughter. Yeah. This time I'm saving her. So, such a good ending. People some, still talk about that ending. Like Some of the best storytelling ever
1: in gaming. Easily. Easily.
0: I don't kind of skip ahead, but I really... Uh, parallels god, Did you play god of war the new god of war yep amazing <laughs> Woo! amazing Woo! gameplay might be my might be i know i have like jrpgs are a separate category but as far as just games in general i know it's cliche to say because it, it won the game like it might be my favorite game really in general really yeah wow that's how much I liked that game.
1: That game was amazing. And I feel like it was the best direction that they could have ever done for the God of War series to
0: rejuvenate that series.
1: Rejuvenate it, reboot it. Don't hold on to Kratos as this angry one dimensional character that was very, very two thousand and four. <laughs> yeah. They like I mean, realistically, like that's what that was the that's days it of was. those days of badass. They even took just, out damn.
0: the the naked topless chicks.
1: No, they didn't. They're still There's, there. Well, There's... you
0: can't have sex with girls like you can in God of War One, Two and Three.
1: I think you're right. I think yeah, you can have some. I would know. Of I'm a pervert. Them. Yeah. Well, no. Trust me. I I went for the gold. I <laughs> I went for the gold with that too. I think you're right. But yeah. I mean, it, it definitely was what it was. Need it was what was needed. And I think that that. It's definitely telling that we are trying to get into more in-depth storytelling in general. And that's what's really trying to sell when it comes to one-player games. Like, multiplayer games, fuck that noise. You look at Overwatch and shit, and they're still like the... I can't get into it. Dude. I tried. Yeah. I tried. I tried Apex. I tried Overwatch. I tried Fortnite before it got shitty. I don't like like Fortnite either. When it first, first started, I tried it. Like, I mean, like, right after they started the Battle Royale. This is before all all of the prepubescent kids started flossing. I was just going to say
0: before all the 12-year-olds just yeah, talking yeah.
1: shit. Yeah, way back in the day, like right after it came out after Rocket League, I was like, "Cool, I'll jump on that." And it didn't translate. I don't get the Battle Royale modes because they're boring to me. Did you try Battlegrounds? Um, I tried Battlegrounds, didn't like it either. Me too. Yeah, I tried I tried PUBG, I tried I tried Fortnite, I tried Apex. I can't get into them. I can't get into them. Overwatch. I understand why it's good. And I can understand why those other ones are good. I just It just doesn't draw me. You know, I don't know. Anyway, Speaking
0: of God of War, did you play God of War on PS2? Is that one of the games you remember? Yes, I
1: beat, I beat God of War 1, 2, and 3. But yeah, I beat 1 and 2. Great games. If we're going back to PS2, Final Fantasy X, uh, Jack and Daxter 1, 2, and 3. Amazing. Um, God of War 1 and 2. Yeah, because God of War was... Um, it was the first time you started seeing those grand bosses. Those, those, those like, bigger than the screen, you're climbing on them bosses. You saw that with that. Shadow of the Colossus. Woo! That's that a one good one. Good. That one is good. Because that was the spiritual successor to eco which was also good. It was also really good. I didn't yeah. play
0: Eco until after Shadow. But Shadow, I remember feeling... Like, I didn't realize that he was killing himself, the Resurrector, yeah. until a few bosses in. Because every time you go back and you bring... The, the ceiling talks to you and then the demons come yeah. out and take over your body. I'm like, oh, he, whoever this – because they don't tell you who it is. No. Whoever this girl is, he loves her enough to sacrifice himself. And it was one of the – it was before Dark Souls came out. And in my experience, and there might be games that predate this. But it was the first time I played a game that told the story through details and lore without overtly just narrating the story. Yes. You had yes. to infer you things had to from interpret. details. You had to yeah. interpret
1: and pick up stuff along the way. Yeah, that one, but I remember like, it was the flying Colossus. I'm like, I am on top How of How am I going to get up there? I, yeah, it's like, what do I do? And, like, and when you're climbing them, you're like, I'm literally fighting a Colossus. Like, suddenly, these boss battles are not just you and this thing that can fit on the screen. It's like, no, only its leg fits on the screen, and I'm climbing up it. Yeah. It opened up a new level of scale that was awesome. You yeah, know?
0: I say other than God of War and Shadow of Colossus... There's nothing even close like that before or even during the PS2 era. I can't think of any other games... I mean, have scale like that.
1: Before that, you what you think about is you think about, like, Metroid and stuff where, like, literally the boss technically falls off the screen. Yes. And you're like, oh, look how it's so – it fills up the entire corner of the screen. But you couldn't ever see how big that, yeah. that was, right? And then when you get into PS2 era and stuff, suddenly, holy shit, you can see this entire monstrosity and you're going to climb through it and whatever. So God of War – I mean, and also it was one of those ones where, like, holy shit, there's actual, like, sex – introduced into the game. I don't remember there being sex in a game, other than maybe Grand Theft Auto. And like Leisure Suit Larry shit, but that was like text-based, whatever. I mean, that stuff was completely different. But that was the first time I was like, wow, they're Big boobs in your face—that's going to happen in the game. Know, yeah. In the game, and I'm going to get—I'm going to get experience points if I both these two you chicks. You get experience and health. Yeah, you do because <laughs> I know that I feel rejuvenated after suck. So- yeah, I mean that. Like, and it, it, but also the brutal finishers outside of Mortal Kombat—it really wasn't quite a thing too much. Like suddenly you have him like jumping on top of a minotaur and ripping its mouth open, breaking or, the you know, jaw in half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you have him like decapitating like uh, all the Medusas and shit like it was a brutal game for its time but it's also that's what the draw was you know yeah so for
0: me it was also one of the first times a western developer had tight action yes because before it was like japanese were king especially jrpgs but just action games devil may cry that was the turn man like and then all but western games were more clunky yeah and
1: then all of a sudden well no god of war is actually yeah it's on par that's when, that's, when, um, that's when Western developers started catching up. Yeah. Up until then, man, Japanese were on a different level. Like, anything that was coming out of Japan was just way above and beyond. And then you started suddenly seeing these, like, hey, we're taking those same mechanics. We're taking what we like, and we're doing it our own way. Um, Devil May Cry was obviously great. 1 yep. through 3 was on there. I played all those. Resident Evil 4 obviously when it came out on PS2 like that's the thing, my library was my PS2 library is still probably my largest library. Okay, so that brings me to something I want to bring up. Okay. My, one of my favorite gaming
0: memories is Adam Scott's Blockbuster service Yes! <laughs> yeah, man. So when I met yeah. you, you had yeah, your PS2, GameCube and DVDs, by the way Yeah, I, have, I still have you had, DVDs How many DVDs do you think you had at your max, or do you still um, have them all? No, I still have them all-
1: all of them. I actually did a culling a while ago. Before I did like getting rid of a bunch of ones, I had about thirteen hundred. And then <laughs> now I have I still have over a thousand. Um and I still have a ton and I, I don't get rid of my games. I get re- I got rid of my games once when me and my wife were dating. She's like, "You don't play these games. You should get rid of them." And I was like, "Yeah, you might be might be right." And I don't think I've ever been more bummed out after yeah. I got rid of them. And she's like, "I'm never going to tell you to do that again."
0: I had a I had a true JRPGs collector's PS1 collection.
1: Yeah, and you had a trunk just full of all these Mainly rarities.
0: Mainly PS1 and PS2 rarities. All of
1: these rarities. They were black labels, most of them too, Most right? of them were black Almost labels. all of them were black. Yeah, I remember you were going on your mission, or you just got back, but I was like, you need to leave those with me. And you were like, <laughs> no, man, this is my stash. I'm like, no, you need to yeah, leave with me. Yeah, that was my treasure. Me. And I don't remember... It's kind of the same idea. I think I had to
0: watch something about like decluttering your life, some bullshit. Yeah. And what I a sold them to like some game shop on State Street. And I got like 800, almost a thousand bucks. Cause nice. I had two black label Final Fantasy Sevens. I had black, two black label Sukkotan 1 and 2s. I had black label Brave Venture Musashi. All sort like black label Parasite Eve 1 and 2. Yeah, man. Dra- Legend of Dragoon. Dra- 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 wild, wild, all the wild arms. I had everything, and I wish – I always get
1: bummed out. Don't ever sell your shit. Yeah. Here's the thing. So actually, ever since the digital library started coming in, like for PS3, PS4, Switch and stuff, a lot of those games have lost value, which sucks because unless you're wanting true. true to cart. So I made a deal with myself, and I'm so far feeling comfortable with it. I don't purposely get rid of stuff, but I did get rid of stuff from anything before PS2, GameCube, 360. Anything before that, if I wanted to get rid of it, I did. I got rid of about a third of the library. Because so I'm like, that's emulator you, yeah. capable. You know, like that that level back, I'm like, I don't mind getting rid of that because... I can I, play it easier on emulator. Exactly. I can I can throw it on an emulator on my PS Vita, and I'll have my PS1 library there. But before that was capable, I held on to everything. But you can't do that with PS2 and with GameCube and shit quite yet. People say they can, but I've played it on computers. It's not the same. Really? Because yeah. uh,
0: the, the PS2, PSX-S2... That one is the Dolphin. smoothest one.
1: Dolphin is mixed bag, depending, really? on, depending I've only on played like 10
0: games on it, and they've all been great. Yeah, but I don't know about...
1: Depending on your hardware and how you're running it, it can get... Really Well, I do ends.
0: have a GeForce RTX 2080 oh my Ti God. over there. I
1: know. I saw that asshole, right? That's, I saw uh, that right as I walked in.
0: Look at that. Just beautiful uh. 2080 Ti. Um, the, the sucky thing is there is an emulator for Wii U, Simu. Yeah. And some people are getting Breath of the Wild 4K 60fps. I can't do it, and I've gone through all the emulator tutorials. I should be able to. You deci- should
1: be able to because you have the hardware, yes. but it's the architecture.
0: Yeah. But other people have worse hardware, and they're posting videos of 60 FPS, 4K, Breath of the Wild.
1: So here's the thing. That, that's, that generation is right in that weird gap where it's not quite perfected on PC as an emulator, but you can easily get the hardware, the actual hardware for cheap, and hack it. And then you literally get full on use. That's true. That's that's that weird point where you should be doing that instead. Remember when Xboxes were being modded? I had a modded Xbox. Yes. Remember, it's like, hey, this is a primo time to do that. You can get it for you know, even if you spent a a mint on it, it would run smoothly. Most of our Xboxes, when we did Xbox lands back, were modded. We were all modded. Remember what's his name?
0: Was his name Chris? Matt.
1: Matt. Little Matt.
0: So I remember we were hanging out and modding Matt. We were hanging out in Danny Huntsman's. Apartment and Kevin Howard wanted to mod his own Xbox himself. Yeah. And it was a hardware mod where they soldered the chips.
1: The executor chips. And and uh,
0: I remember we were all, I think you might have been there, we were playing Halo with three Xboxes and Kevin got his mod to work and we all started clapping and cheering
1: we thought it was gonna brick it yeah, and-, and it was at that time it was fucking black magic still to people yes. <laughs> like I didn't know I still don't know how to do it but I remember Matt made an arrangement with me he's like dude give me your halo green xbox and I'll set up a mod one for you I'll give you a clear case and I'm like and like a hundred bucks on top of it and I was like Sold. I'm sad now because I don't have that green limited edition Halo Xbox anymore. But I had a gigantic fat, at the time, 500 gig hard yeah, drive. All it, it was stacked games. with all these emulators and everything. And, dude, that thing was a monster. And it, it lasted up until about four years ago. It chugged along. And now there's a big community that still only mods Xboxes because it they consider it the best emulating machine out there. It probably is. It probably still is. But, I mean, because everything from Xbox, you could run most of your 64 on there. You could run some PS1. And then anything back behind there, you could run. And it yeah. ran coin-ops really well, too. So, I didn't know that. I never saw that on it. All the coin-ops I, on there. So all the arcade games, all of the Neo Geo, uh, all that kind of shit, smooth as butter on there. Damn. That makes me... I think. I
0: think when the Switch gets a... Like a better mod that I'm not scared to do. I'm probably going to mod my switch because my switch right now is basically just an indie kind of pixel platformer. You pretty much
1: just play Stardew Valley I play. on it.
0: Yeah, no, I don't play Stardew Valley, which I've never got an Animal Crossing or whatever the one. You, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever the game you were talking about, Harvest, Harvest Moon.
1: Moon. Yeah,
0: but uh, basically, if a game comes out on PC that's 3d i'll get on pc but if it's a 2d version like a indie game Hyperlight drifter okay okay. i'll get everything i get on switch
1: so here's the thing the one problem with that is that nintendo is notorious for always patching out moddable options and so literally they just barely stopped patching um the Wii U. And so people are like, now's the time. Now's the time. Mod it out. They're not going to do any fixes on it. And now the 3DS is at end of life. They're waiting for that final patch so then they can mod the fuck out of the 3DS. I love my... I have a 2DS XL. That's the old... I have both the Vita and that on my nightstand. And so I'll switch between the two. And, the, like, they're two amazing handhelds. But So, like, you're going to be waiting a long time before your mod doesn't get patched out.
0: That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's you got a good point. You got a while, oh, son. Yeah, back to... to Casa de la to Adam Scott rental service yeah yeah yeah. so you had a thousand DVDs every video game known to mankind I
1: I had like just on the disc based games I had easily a hundred between Xbox GameCube and PS2 and then when 360 came out I added easily another 60 titles uh, right away and so I I had people come in they would grab a game I'd write it on a list I'm like make sure to get it back to me I'm like write it on the mirror right on the mirror Not on the, oh, mirror. the
0: mirror that was the deal you, write you had it on to the write, on the, write on the
1: mirror your name what game you took oh, yeah. so you could keep track because basically Every day, someone was coming taking your oh, shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and like, and there were some people I would stop borrowing to. They'd come back all fucked up. Yeah, but you weren't one of them. You lucked out. But like, I like everyone had two to three of my games, and I was like, okay. And do you remember that they sometimes were pulled out little games. Yes, like, they were, that's because those are like when I look at my library wall, I got to make sure something sticks out if I'm going to want to play it later. So they so, can't take the one that so, you yeah, want to so play. I'm like, don't pull out. Don't grab any of the ones that are pulled out. Any of those are free game. Yeah, man. And so, I, so just for space sake, I don't have my DVD wall anymore because I literally spanned an entire wall with cases. So what I did instead is I got a um, DV, like one of those CD 1000 cases. Oh, like the, metal the big ones. soft case. No, no, the big metal ones that have oh. like the lid. And then it has r- uh, rails. And then you put in uh. a little slip. I organized them by alphabet again. And I have all of my basic DVDs and Blu-rays in there. And I filled it and then i have all my limited edition shit like metal tins uh, special cases and stuff on another four shelves for all the other stuff and then all my games i don't take them out i keep the cases and manuals i keep them all in complete in box so i my, i have an entire closet full of just games still so i still buy hard copies as much as i can but yeah it's it's i'm going to it's going to be a Long day in hell before I get rid of hard copy, I think. (laughs) I buy digital when I don't feel like I'm going to want it later because I I don't know when they're going to turn off servers and shit. So That that does worry me sometimes. Like, what if Steam goes away? I have so many games on Steam. Yeah. And here's the thing. You're looking at them turning off servers and, and getting ready to migrate stuff off of 360. And I'm like, unless you have a hard drive big enough to take all that shit with you. You're shit out of luck, man. You don't have a game anymore. Yeah. And if it's, not been comp- if, it's, if it's not been ported over to Xbox One compatible, you're fucked. And that's the thing, is that certain publishers, you're not going to get that from anyway. Um, LucasArts, who did Fractured and shit, they're gone. And it's one of those things that the intellectual property is in limbo. They can't bring that to the next one. They can't access certain things. Like, so there's going to be titles that because of either corporate bullshit or political bullshit or whatever, or maybe the studio goes under. You're not going to get that. If you look at THQ, who did Darksiders, which is an amazing game. Yes. You know, When they went under, the properties only went to certain studios after that. And then – like certain certain controlling of if you can download it or not also went with that. So you can only download certain versions. You can only download in certain areas. So, I mean, I love cloud because it's cheap, it's accessible and stuff, but also you don't really own any of that. You don't really own the game. It's, it's not yours. Yeah. You, don't, you don't get to actually hold it and you can't borrow it and share it the same way. You can digitally in in a, in a sense, but also you can't. So like I, I do buy digital, but I, I try and steer clear of it for the most part it's yeah. a good point point. one of my
0: favorite gaming memories is at that same house where we would ride on the mirror to borrow games the first time I saw a 360 game you had that like old giant TV that Big was screen a real deep yeah it's like the, the was it- thing was the biggest TV I've seen in my life yeah it was it Gears of War it was Gears of War oh, and I my saw God. you playing Gears of War I came over and I I just couldn't believe the fidelity, and then you know how Gears of War when you run, the camera kind of crouches. Yeah, the and then roadie it shakes.
1: Run. Yeah, and the, in like literally, you saw like drips of water yes. when you. I ran remember in the watching rain. you play that,
0: like because I was a—I never had a. I did own an Xbox, was the first, but I was really still a PS2 because I had PS1. Yeah, yeah, and I was—I was getting PS3 or it had come out, but I remember thinking like. Do I need to get a three sixty? Because that gears yes, you of war do. shit
1: is badass. I remember it was you and Kevin Harward, Howard. Howard, yeah, 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 Kevin Howard. That we were hanging out, and I remember you guys like blew our loads. We, yeah, yeah, you guys wouldn't <laughs> shut up, and I was like, I was like, thank God I've already played this level because <laughs> you guys would be really bothering me right now. But I was just here to show it off, and you guys were like, "Holy shit, look at the rain effect! Yeah. Look at all this! Look at all!" That. I'm like, "Yeah." Actually, when you think about it, this game is fucking badass. Now you look at it, it's a big gray pile of shit compared to everything else. it sucks now. But at the time, the mechanics, the ideas, it was beautiful. Now, Gears of War isn't close to my favorite anymore, but, dude, I own a Lancer from two of the full-size replica Lancers. Oh, dang. Two, I own a gold version from four. I own a regular version from four, and I'm trying to find a version from three of the retro Lancer. So you would think that you're
0: a huge Gears of War fan. You would think it
1: but i but i i do i i beat every single one i played every single one i like them but just the fact that the lancers are so fucking badass and they'll release them every single time i'm waiting for the gears of war 5 one it's going to be a crimson one and i already have a space on my wall i made a gun rack <laughs> so i they hang up on a rack man it's amazing it's amazing i love i love that kind of shit though i'm a sucker for collectibles i have like the halo reach statue i've got the halo 3 helmet i've got a full size kamari which is like 18 inches is a fucking monster. I've got the God of War, uh, Atreus and him like slicing. Away. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, dude. I have all those. Like, so my, my gaming closet is full of games and statues. I have the Nathan Drake from uncharted four. I want the one from three. Like, dude, I'm a sucker for collector's edition shit. All of my systems are a collector's edition. I have the God of War PS4 Pro. I have the Gears of War 4 Xbox One S. I've got an Alpine White PS3, the Halo 4 Xbox 360. Everything I have is limited edition because I'm a sucker. Like, they draw me in. I don't know why. Do
0: you have all your consoles hooked up through, like, an HDMI splitter at one time?
1: I have two TVs. (laughs) I've got a current-gen TV, which is a 4K 65-inch, which has the Xbox One S, because I don't have an X yet, the PS4 Pro, the Wii U, and the Switch are all hooked up to that. And then in my office, I've got a 52-inch HD TV which has the PS3, PS2, 64, Wii, um, normal Nintendo, and that's what I've got on there. So I have everything that's literally – I can put it, put a game in, turn it on, I can play because uh, I hate having to switch out cables. Yeah, yeah. but you can get splitters and shit like yeah. that and it will work out. But I have every single system except for an Xbox One X and, yeah, everything from uh, PS2, uh, GameCube, and uh, Xbox Up I own. I, and I do have the GameCube and the Xbox hooked up to the Office TV as well. Because, I mean, I just I have to be able to play anything I want at, at any time. I don't – like, that's – <laughs> I'm that asshole. Yeah, you
0: don't want to – have to, like, hook something up yeah. to play.
1: and ever since I had – like, I started owning the Trifecta when it was GameCube, at PS2, and Xbox. And ever since then, I always, had, always to own had to all, all three th- because then there's no exclusive that escapes me. I can always get what I want, you know. And I switched back and forth between which one I felt was the best for the generation. Like, I feel like the 360 kind of beat everybody else out in that generation. Yeah, it. I think
0: it sold more than PS3.
1: Yeah, it did. PS3 may have had better titles, but just the 360, their online play and stuff is just better. It was just better, you know. But then when you go to the Xbox One and PS4, PS4 blew it out of the water. PS4, come on, just basically raped. It, it Xbox. Was,
0: it's it, it's been a bloodbath.
1: Xbox was a Xbox won't garbage. even release
0: their numbers. Yeah. For sales. That's, how, they're bad like, it is. Eh, that's how bad it is. Yeah. They're like,
1: it's the most powerful machine. I'm like, yeah, the second release, gen most powerful machine. But I'm like, but after it already got his ass handed to him, I'm like, and the games still aren't there. The games still the are. The games not aren't there. there. Not there. You know, they just don't have the exclusivity that they used to have. And so I'm excited to see what I wonder how that next. happened. How did that happen? Um, well, that's the thing. They absorbed a lot of great IPs, but the IPs didn't evolve. Like you look at Gears of War, dude. Have you played four? It's, no, I've I played one and two, and then I stopped. Okay, after that. so one and two were the same as three, were the same as Judgment. They're all just muscle bound, like muscle bound uh, crouch shooters, right? Yeah. Gears of War four was the same thing, but dude, it's a different generation. It's a different type of storytelling. You got a something more interesting in that. Yeah. And the gameplay, even though it's beautiful, it was boring as shit. You know, and they have that. They have Halo, which can't, which hasn't been able to compete. There's not a lot you can do with that, man. What else I think Sunset Overdrive was a pretty good exclusive. That's the thing. Nobody remembers it. Nobody remembers no, it. And then everything that you can play on Xbox that people like is usually a multi-platform one. Like think about it. You got Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. That's multi platform. You know, like all like Overwatch, multi platform, Witcher Three, multi platform. Anything that's really interesting you can do on PS4 plus the plus exclusive. plus the exclusive, which Sony has the best exclusives hands down, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. So if we
0: could wrap it up to up until I guess maybe PS3. Give me your top three gaming memories. Top three gaming memories. It could be up up to a moment PS3. in the game or anything. Okay. Uh, it can be a, a moment in the game or like something that
1: happens surrounding a game. Okay. What's top 3. So, um top 3, I would probably say up to PS3 and down, like PS3, yeah. 360 and everything down. Okay, so I would say for number 3, it would be The Last of Us. Like just the entire game. Like that entire game just ruined me in the best way possible. Like that game is just next level shit. Um then number 2 is definitely Halo, because Halo was just that camaraderie game for our generation. Like you and me met realistically yeah. because of Halo. I have lifelong friends because of Halo. Yeah, you know, and it's it's that game that suddenly became this weird connection that it was accessible to everybody. Even if you're bad at it, you're still having fun. But also, it was a driving point for people to play. Do you
0: have a specific memory of a night, a LAN party that yes. stands out to you?
1: Yes. So there was. A night that we were supposed to have a Halo night. I don't know if you were back yet from your LDS mission. But we were supposed to play Halo at my house. Like, we were renting a house. Me and two other dudes. One of them was our mutual friend, Danny. And then um, my buddy, Austin. And we were... It was the middle of summer. We didn't have air conditioning. It was balls hot. (laughs) And so we left the front door and back door open. Because that's how you got cool air in, right? And we were waiting for Halo night to start. We had a few of our buddies over. And we were playing Halo in the front room. And out of nowhere, a skunk walks into my house and makes a beeline for my bedroom. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, maybe that's a cat. And I look over and I'm like, that's a skunk. And Ra'pesh, our mutual friend, goes, it's going for your room. (laughs) And when he said it, he said it loud enough. It startled the skunk and it made it run even faster into my room. Were you here for this? No, I was not. I thought you'd talk about the fire. I know there was a fire at that house. Yeah. But <laughs> a lot of shit happened at that okay. So th- this skunk story, this is called the first of the skunk story. Like this happened a week after our basement flooded. And so we had a bunch of fans going downstairs. So we were all playing upstairs. So that's why we had everybody in there. So the skunk goes into my room. And you remember my room was set up. You walk in, there was a couch, the big screen yep. TV to the left and then with the DVDs up. Yeah. and stuff. My bed was to the right. It went right under my couch. It's a Friday night. We don't know what to do. So I call up Animal Control, I just shut my door, and I call Animal Control, I'm like, hey, there's a skunk in my house, what do I do? And they're like, oh, Animal Control's closed, you got the police. I'm like, okay, what do I do? They're like, we'll send a cop over. I'm like, what is he going to do? <laughs> what the hell is he going to do? And so, by this time, the rest of the Halo crew has shown up. We had like eight or nine guys, but the basement flooded, so we had all of our couches from downstairs. Upstairs. This is nice a wreck, and... This cop shows up, and he sees a bunch of dudes, a bunch of sketch-looking couches just stacked on top of each other. He thinks it's a drug den, probably. Yeah. (laughs) And he he walks in, and he's like, I hear that there's an animal issue. And I'm like, yeah, there's a skunk in my room. He's like, are you sure it's a skunk? And I'm like, come here with me. Come here with me. So I bring him into my room, and he's like, okay, so where do you think it is? It's under my couch. And so he goes, and he flashes his uh, flashlight under there. And when he does, he's looking around, and he gets to where the skunk is. As soon as that light hits... He goes, <laughs> and he goes, holy shit, that's a skunk. Like, no shit, you big dumbass. That's what I said. And so, he's, so I'm like, what do we do? He's like, well, I brought a cage. I'm like, cool, catch him. And, he, and he's like, no, I'm not going to catch him. My it. tax dollars just, at work, catch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, cool, you brought the cage. He's like, no, it's attached to the truck. And I'm like, what do you mean? That? And he meant that he brought an animal control car with a cage uh, in the back. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so what do we do? He's like, I don't know, you got to catch it. And so I'm like, okay, hang on a second. You're gonna. I called you because I called animal control. They send you. You bought You bring a truck, but you don't bring any sort of snare or anything for this. What am I supposed to do with this shit? And he's like, I don't know. By this time, another cop car has shown up with a dispatcher on a ride-along, and those two walk in, and this guy's a sergeant, and he's like, Hey. So I hear there's an animal issue, and the cop's like, Yeah, there's a skunk in his room. I'm like, cool. So who's gonna get it out of my damn room? <laughs> and so they're like, uh, we don't know. And so by this time, our mutual friend Chandler has shown up. And Chandler goes, I'll help you catch it. (laughs) And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you and me, man. Let's go catch it. And I'm like, okay, what do we do? He's like, I'm going to grab that broom, and you're going to grab that box. And I'm going to lift up the couch, and you're going to put the box on the skunk. And I'll try and shoot with the broom if I can. Now, my couch was a hide of bed couch. And so it was heavy as shit. Yeah. So me and Chandler go in there. And we're sitting there. And And the cops are just watching. They're like, good luck, guy. The cops are what? They didn't even come in. They were sitting in the hallway. So we shut the door so then it wouldn't go out there. Yeah. So what happens is that Chandler's like, is it still under there? I look under there with my flashlight. I'm like, yeah, it's still under there. He's like, okay, I'm going to pull the couch back. And then you put the box on it. (laughs) Okay? So I'm like, all right, cool. So he pulls, like he's on the front of the couch where the cushions are, right? And he's pulling the back of the couch forward towards him. So the back of the couch is lifting up, and as soon as he lifts it up, that skunk's tail whips up. Did it spray you? The, no, no, it's it's whipped up, and I'm like, dude, don't. But move. it's ready. Yeah, he's, I'm like, dude, don't move. And he's like, why? I'm like, the tail's up. And he's like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking serious. And I'm like, I'm gonna try and get close enough to it. If his tail goes down, I'm gonna try and like lunge with this box and cover it. The problem is,
0: even if the tail's down,
1: I don't know what happened.
0: But I would think that even if you get the box over, it could still spray and fuck your room up. Yeah, but I just wanted
1: the asshole out of there. So Chandler has this big ass couch, and he's like trying to hold it back, but it's it's got that bed and it. it's all heavy and shit, right? And I'm trying to lean forward. He's like, dude, I'm losing my grip. And I'm like, no, you need to hold that shit. So he's like Dig deep, okay. deep, Chandler. Yeah, yeah. So Chandler, he goes to like get another grip, and it moves the couch a little bit, and all I hear is like I so I wasn't even close. I wasn't even close to it yet, and it's sprayed. When it's sprayed, Chandler starts off, off. He drops the couch on the skunk, and he books it. But did he smash the skunk? No.
0: He
1: drops the couch, the skunk's still in there. <laughs> By this time, it's sprayed. The damage is done. Chandler is running out, and as he's running out, they go, what happened, what happened? And Charlie's like, it's pride!" it's bright. <laughs> and he runs out the house. And by that time, everybody else runs out the house. I'm in my room, the door's shut, it's just me and this fucking skunk. And so I'm like, you know what, man, you already fucked up my room. All right, I wrap a hoodie around my hand, and I'm like rummage mode. All right, let's oh. get this bitch. I lift up the bottom of the couch, and I put my hand under there, and I try and grab it, and it runs off. And it goes back behind my DVD case. Okay, so I'm like, okay, now you're in a corner. You can't get out. I just gotta get to you fast enough. So, I look and I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna get in there. And I pull the DVDs back, I rip my hand in there, and I grab it by the back legs. And I got it, and I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what part I got, but I got it. I'm gonna hold on tight and I'm gonna rip it out. When I pull it out, I realize I got it by the back legs. I got it by the back legs (laughs) and his tail, and I can feel it spraying, this hot, Oh my gosh! In my hand.
0: Oh no! I've
1: heard that is impossible to get out. Yes. So I'm (laughs) sitting there and I'm holding it and I've got his tail and his back legs and dude, it is whipping around trying to trying to bite me. It's whipping around trying to get me. You want to check? Are we still recording? It's just you're kind of far from the mic, so. Oh my god. Okay. We're good. I'm here. So, um, I'm trying. I I'm holding it and I just have my hand wrapped in a hoodie. And this guy's holding, and he's whipping around. And so I open up the door, and the only person in the hallway is Danny. And Danny sees it, and he goes, oh, motherfucker! And he <laughs> runs out. And so I'm, like, just walking slowly, and it's still whipping around. I'm trying to, like, shake it every single time. it tries to whip around. I shake it back down. And I walk out the front door, and everybody's in this, like, half circle, like, talking, like, hey, what happened? And I go, what do I do with this? And when I say that, everybody scatters. The cops, <laughs> the, the Halo guys, everybody by this time, my landlord has shown up because the neighbors had said, there's cops outside your rental oh, property. What's yeah. happening? And he sees the skunk, and he just starts laughing. He's just like, I can't believe this is happening. So long story short, when it was whipping around and I was walking it out, it bit me. And so they're like, we got to test it for rabies. So I'm like, cool. What do you do then? He's like, oh, we got to kill it. I'm like, cool. Get it out of my fucking hand and kill it. I don't <laughs> care. And they're like, can you, just hold, can you just hold it? I'm like, what? what? I'm like, just hold it. And so the big guy, the first cop that showed up, whips out his club. He's oh like, my like, god! Just hold it. And I'm wow. like, What? And so I'm holding it. It's still spraying my hand. And like, oh! And I'm like, and so I have it on the concrete, and I'm like, get it, get it, get it, get it. And he goes, and he, he goes to hit it, dude. Just the weakest ass limp rich. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> What just happened? This like, thing hit, lives in nature. It's yeah. metal. It's... I'm like, hit this bitch. I'm like, I'm tired of this thing spraying me. Knock it out. And he's like, he's like it won't stay still. I'm like, no shit. It doesn't want to die. I'm like, fucking murder it. And so finally he hits it. It knocks it unconscious enough that he can club it a few more times. It's dead. Okay? And I pull my hand out, and I'm like, it bit me. What do I do? And, and they're like, we can't do anything. We're going to cut off its head, take its brain, test it for rabies. And by this time... Everybody's like, this is the craziest Halo night ever. I don't even know what to do anymore. And I'm like, guys, I don't know what to do. My my room is covered in skunk smell. My hands yeah, are like, covered. What do I do? And they're like, I don't know. Do you want to play Halo? I'm like, fuck, no. <laughs> it's, like, it's like midnight by now. And it started out as a great Halo night to me ripping a skunk out of my fucking DVD case. Like my DVD rack or whatever. And so what? Like, I it took two weeks total for it to get the scent out of my hand. Like and I had, I've heard it's a bitch. Yeah, and for me to get it out of my room, I had to use coffee grinds, a mix of Lysol and Clorox and straight-up bleach. Um, and I literally had to go through every single DVD case, every single game case, and I had to wipe everything down. I had to put coffee grinds everywhere to absorb the odor. I had to completely rescrub my couch and everything. And then, but, that was Halo Night one week. By the next week, I had had the odor out enough. It still smelled like skunk and shit. But, the all Halo's the, mom All burned. the guys came back and they played Halo. <laughs> Everybody's like, dude, your room smells like scum. Like, no shit, because you bitches left me to fend for myself and get the fucking scum. I never heard this story. Dude, so the best part everybody who plays Halo was upstairs, and this was a crazy story for him, right? Our roommate, Austin, didn't hear a damn thing that happened. Downsta- he's downstairs. He's downstairs. We had fans blowing on the flooded part, and he listens to music. So he came up at the very end of the night. The cops are gone. And he's coming up with his mac and cheese bowl. And he's like, What is it? What the fuck's that smell? <laughs> like he missed everything. And we're like, dude, did you not hear the cops and our landlord and everyone running? And Adam coming out with the skunk? And he's like, No, but there's a skunk here? And he missed it all. He missed it all. That's probably my actually, that's probably my best story, like for video gaming. Cause like after- But you, all so that, you ended up not playing that night. We didn't play that night. We canceled. But then the week after, even with all the skunk smell and everything, and my hands still smelled like a skunk. And, like, we played that night. We played Halo Night the very next week. And we had this crazy story. And somewhere, I think Channel still has it, is a photo of me holding that skunk. I need to find that In photo. a hoodie. And I'm holding it. And you can just see, like, my hand. And this little skunk just chilling out there with his front legs and his face. Yeah, you didn't get rabies, obviously. No, no. What's funny is that I had to keep on calling because they were like, Oh yeah. They didn't follow up with you. No. So I was like, Do I have fucking rabies or not? Orm City, get your shit together. Get your shit together, Orm City. You left a man hanging. (laughs) Yeah. It was it was a quite a night. But we've had so many Halo nights, but like Halo was like the unifying for so for so many of our friendships. It's crazy. I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Tell people where they can find your art on Etsy again. So uh, art is Atamu Media, A-T-A-M-U, Media, um, on Etsy. That's my shop name. And it's also on Facebook. You can like it on there. Uh, My Instagram is linked to that, too. So you can find that stuff there. Sweet, man. We'll do this again. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been real. See you guys later. Yo,
0: yo, yo, and that is a wrap. Give it up for Adam. Again, I had a fantastic time talking to Adam. Make sure to like his shit online, Atamu Media. Check his artwork out. He makes dope shit. If you're interested in any sort of awesome decoration for your man cave, your house, in regards to video game art, he is the place to check out. And if you're listening to this right now, it means that you listen to the entirety of the podcast. And in all seriousness, thank you very much. That means a lot to me. But it's not enough. Now I need you to go out, my faithful servants, and bear testimony that I, Cade Call Roboclip, is an ordained prophet, seer, and revelator of the Gaming Memories gospel, the good news of the Gaming Memories podcast. Go forth and bear testimony of the blessings that come from those that engage and share, and like, and subscribe to the Gaming Memories podcast. I invoke the powers of heaven to bless you from the great gaming gods themselves. Anyway, if you low-key want to join my cult, the Gaming Memories cult, hit me up. I bet I'll let you in. Coming up next on the podcast, I have one of my dearest, closest, and oldest friends, Omar Pwestwitch. Omar was the original brainchild behind Damson, the record label that I helped co-create, and manage for years and years and years and because of that i had great success with my own musical career and made a lot of connections that i'm still utilizing today he's also the social media manager for the shoe company k-swiss it's going to be an awesome episode and i hope you guys stay tuned for his episode coming up next cheers